0: What it do? What do it do? Howdy! How are you? It's currently inauguration day. It really is. It is currently five oh four, and the president isn't dead from assassin- assassination, 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 or being so old he dies. <laughs> so yeah. So we we've sh- made it. We've made it five whole hours into that. I so. lost mm-hmm. several bets where that's <laughs> concerned,
1: but it's good news. But um, my
0: money isn't your deal. <laughs> so- <laughs> Here no, it's we go. just,
1: it's very nice. I think that um, a lot of people are ruining this day by being too excited. Um, yeah. Just like <laughs> yes. the wrong kind of excited in the way that you can be like, I'm so glad that that horrible demon man is not in possession of nuclear codes and right. isn't allowed to make executive orders. Like, now you can stab people if. They're wearing purple. Yeah. Like, that, like, I'm very glad that, like, that guy is not in charge of stuff, but the overcorrection of, like, hey, guess what? Now it's all good, because this useless motherfucker's in charge is, like, it's ruining my day. Just, Stop doing yeah, it. Yeah,
0: like, I know that this is gonna come out. Four or five days from now. And but people like, will have
1: had better hot takes Better than hot takes,
0: but I just hope that you stayed off of Instagram. Every fucking choir girl that you were friends uh. with in high school is posting the worst shit possible. Just like Twitter is the only place. It's, that the, it's the only it's safe. sanctuary, and
1: even there, the Hamilton page is like, history is happening, and it's a picture of Kamala Harris, oh and I would God. like to
0: gouge. My own My eyes own out. My own eyes
1: out. Yes. But yeah, I mean, Amy Klobuchar you know, charmlessly steers <laughs> so that sorry.
0: ship. Clomachar.
1: Clomachar! <laughs> Did I say Klobuchar? Klobuchar. Well, <laughs> sorry to this man. <laughs> So (laughs) it straight up doesn't matter, and she knows it, and that sucks. She's very competent. And then Joe said, "You can plan the party. Yeah, (laughs) you (laughs) can do
0: that. And And maybe we'll invite you. (laughs) Wow, plan it. Oh, Oh, only on a technicality. God, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, it's uh, Mm -hmm. just the like boomerangs of somebody like Cheersing a mimosa. Hashtag democracy. Oh my god. I just uh, fuck you, actually. Fuck you. However. We've been talking about the fucking inauguration now for
0: several for minutes. For so long. And so sorry about that. That transition. is just the only news that we have. But in other news, the only other news, better news, I don't know how this transition's gonna work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is about movie we watch. Movie,
1: movie, movie, movie. Movie, is movie, that what movie, you're movie, 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 movie. <laughs> no.
0: Um, sorry. We watched Notting Hill. That's true. We watched it because, as Olivia said, (laughs) I needed to watch something good after The Ugly Truth. Like, it was
1: like PTSD treatment. She needed it. She was like, (laughs) Like, I can't, I can't, can't, I can't do it again. And, like,
0: I just, I think maybe I squeezed Olivia's leg too hard and looked into (laughs) her eyes too long, and I was like, if we don't watch Notting Hill. I'm going to absolutely lose it. So we did that, and Olivia had never seen it before. That's and she true. really liked I it. I really liked it, and I will
1: say more about that because that's literally what this episode is about. Yes. But just... But also
0: the night before, we were very high on the couch, and she was like, I really don't want to hurt your feelings if I don't like it. And that is really fair. <laughs> but you can't not like this movie. That's it's true. So, it's so likable for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And it follows... It follows a rom-com trajectory, but then it has, like, really genuine writing, really good characters. Some of it, like, it's not all a win. It's not 100% A+, but, like, it's just good. Good
1: Good-ass movie. And I really, I I didn't want to hurt Charlie's feelings if I didn't like it. And I was also, I was very nervous. And the reason that I had previously avoided this film was that... My entire upbringing, going to the video store, I was, as our listeners may remember, mostly not allowed to watch movies. But on the rare instances that I could, like, pick one, I never, ever, even for a second went for Notting Hill, mm. because I thought it was about cancer. I yeah. thought one of them, based on the graphic design of the front of cover- Of Julia
0: Roberts floating in the
1: sea. Yeah! Like, <laughs> blue-faced Julia Roberts head that is, like, 600% larger than Hugh Grant, <laughs> who's just, like, walking down the street looking like fucking Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. I was just like, yeah, one of them gets cancer, and mm. I can't be fucked. That's um, so
0: funny, because my my dad is movie guy. My um, dad loves movies, and he really does like rom-coms. Like, so great. a lot of the stuff that I really love is because my dad is like, you gotta get in there. Like, I know that Sixteen Candles is, like, super fucked up in a lot of ways, but when I was, like, 11, my dad was like, you're gonna watch this. And I was at the age where I was like, I hate anything you suggest! <laughs> and he goes, you're going to sit down. Yeah. And watch this movie with me. And I love that movie. I love that movie. I know that I've told you this anecdote 600 times. Oh, but it's good, so times. you guys should listen to it. My
1: dad was in 16 Candles. My father
0: is a very old man. And, and he's a model. Like, yeah. if you think of. Think of square 75 year old turquoise jewelry making. Um, like, for, doing furniture with your hands. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. Like. The guy, he straight up was a model for, like, Ralph Lauren. He was,
1: like, an actor and model in the 70s and 80s. My dad is 77 years old, and, like, the way that... Uh, I've done, like, a very small amount of modeling, and my degree is in acting, and when I was about to move to the city, my dad was like, You should get into modeling! Here's what I did. I walked around all day long into different agencies, and I just gave my headshot out, and by the end of the day, I had five different job offers, and I'm just like, Dad, you were, like, a hot white man in In the 80s. In the 80s. Holy shit. Senor, or the 70s. Jesus Christ. Time is fake, but my dad, the reason I bring this up is my father was a Chicago actor. And so, in addition to being in a lot of, like, weird shit, he also ended up in individual throwaway scenes in a number of John Hughes movies. And so, I don't know if he is actually in the final cut of Sixteen Candles. I think he is not. Mm. But, he was in that bitch. And that has been my, like, number one anecdote. (laughs) Even though I have seen that movie a singular time and I was maybe ten years old. My
0: anecdote for my dad is that we watch movies together and Olivia's is my dad was a model in the movies and he was that you the- watch. Fuck me, I guess. Or fuck me,
1: because holy shit. But this movie, very good,
0: mm-hmm. and I'd like to say more about Oh, that. I would as well. Um, I think we have two really crown jewels of the rom-com universe, whatever you'd like to call it. We have Hugh Grant mm-hmm. and Starring opposite Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant is the main character of the movie. For By sure. a
1: lot, he's um, the protagonist through and through. And mm-hmm. like,
0: first of all, thank
1: God because I had never seen young Hugh Grant in anything. Oh, never seen young my Hugh Grant. God. I I didn't understand. Obviously, I was like, that's an attractive man. Oh, sure, but the way that I was God. like, oh
0: shit, oh shit, <laughs> it's straight up fuck. Oh like, my God, it's oh. just he. I mean, obviously, he is the English schoolboy. He is the... Who could, like, maybe chop a little wood, though. A little bit of wood. <laughs> a little bit of wood. We'll get into it in the plot, because he does do, like, quote-unquote manly things, but in a sensitive boy kind of yeah, way. Yeah, he
1: works at a like, bookshop. Yeah, like, he owns not... a bookstore.
0: Like, are we kidding? But he is... Does he own it? He owns it. Whoops, I thought he just worked there. No, he owns it. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> um, But, so we have these two um, jewels. Just... I looked up Hugh Grant before, because, like, I care about him a lot. <laughs> Um, And he started his career in 82. This movie came out in 1999. Um, So both, obviously, Julia and Hugh were completely established. His first big thing, very much a (laughs) call-me-by-your-name dynamic, um, he was in this movie called Maurice, which is about two queer men who meet at an English school. I want to say Oxford because that's the only, like, that's Oxford the English, yeah, school, the sure. English school. Yeah, it's the English school. And they, beco- they have a relationship, and then obviously because it's the 80s it has to be tragic and, like, they don't end up together, but, like, what fucking Lupin is in it. Is Goddamn like... what's his name.
1: Yes. Wow. Rupert I would Grapes. die for that man. Um, yeah. Shit. Um, Rupert Graves? Isn't that his
0: name? Oh, girl, I, he's, he's um, a classic British actor in Harry Potter, like yeah, he is, that's 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 it. That's but it. anyways, he started there and then really kind of took off in 1994 with Four Weddings and a Funeral, which we will do later. Mm-hmm. But it's also an unbelievable romantic comedy. So that kind of set him into like A list celebrity stuff. And Julia obviously had Pretty Woman in 1990. So. Had Pretty Woman in
1: Mystic Mystic Pizza, pizza, motherfucking other one. Can't remember. Julia Roberts was Julia fucking Roberts Roberts by by the time she was in this movie, which I definitely like. I I love this movie. I really did much more than I expected to, even
0: Um, even with my hyping up. Even with Charlie.
1: Well, right. I mean, and also just anytime anybody's like. I have a lot of emotionality associated with this dated thing. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, because I'm watching it in 2021. LOL. But it was great. However, they really did put all their money on the horse of Julia Roberts being Julia Roberts she when it came to her character. basically herself. She plays herself, and yeah. because we're all looking at her and we know what Julia Roberts brings to the table we mm-hmm. know that she is charming as hell we know that she is so witty and so great and when she smiles you rise up off the floor as <laughs> though an angel has decided it it's kind right of, now baby it's
0: insane yep. and i know that obviously she is famous for a lot of reasons but also the way that your brain changes <laughs> when she smiles <laughs> yeah. is crazy it's the same like chemical it's like the sort of is it oxytocin
1: or serotonin what's the thing when you hug someone tw- for 20 seconds baby oh true Fair, fair as fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's it's one of the happy chemicals that if you hug someone for twenty seconds, it releases in your brain and mm. it is it improves your yeah. mood. Yeah, that is what happens when Julia Roberts like, smiles. Like holy crap, she's got twice as many teeth as the average human being, <laughs> and they're all straight as an arrow. I. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. And I will say, they bet big money that we would feel that way because they did not let her talk for most of this movie. She really, she says three syllables per scene until one scene where she gives a sad monologue and then an hour more goes by where she's like, yes, no, fruitcake. And then at the end she's like, I am a person, but... If she were not Julia Roberts this film would have been wouldn't make sense half as if good. it was any, anybody else
0: it wouldn't make any sense but also we will get into the reading of the plot but the beginning of the movie yep. in order to set up who she is Straight up, just plays B roll from her red carpets. Yeah, it's just it's
1: it's B roll of Julia Roberts,
0: true from anywhere previous of them filming in 1999. It is just her getting out of limos, it's just and her smiling. being very famous, very famous to
1: establish you know that, that she's she a movie star. Also,
0: yeah, but it's yeah, it's very funny. Speaking
1: of the beginning of the movie though, this film does open with Elvis Costello's cover of "She." Mm-hmm. I. Uh, And the soundtrack of this film, it's not that it's bad music. It's just that it is, like... It makes...
0: It doesn't fit with the...
1: The original score, it just is sparse. It's, like, Mm -hmm. it exists, but it is... Most of the movie is soundtrack. Yeah. It's not original music. And it's not, like... Fucking devil went down to Georgia is playing over their <laughs> yeah. sex scene, but it is like way too on the nose, classic, <laughs> dramatic. It's,
0: it's not like banana phone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> when she's it. talking about her dead mom. Crazy <laughs> frog. <laughs> duck, 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 <laughs>
1: fucking Six Flags. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those are all the same songs. <laughs> oh, are, Jesus Christ. They are. Well, well, they don't, it's not like that, but it is a little bit like, womp womp womp. Woo. Yeah, You're it's like, just really? like the, think,
0: <laughs> the goopiest and like sugariest possible songs that are acceptable in these situations. They're just, they're so thick. It's well, laid right. out so thick. And it's because
1: I think if we didn't have the, like, bombshell duo, we would need that a little more. Right. But they're bringing that emotionality to the table, and, like, you are... I'm with you, buddy. We did it. Hell yeah. I'm so happy they're here, but I don't need to hear, like, I will always love you right now (laughs) to drive that point Yeah,
0: because, like, maybe if it was a worse movie, I think, to your point, like, it's... If it was a worse movie, I would need the soundtracks help to care about them but because they're such good actors and because we know them so well already it just they click together in a way where it's like maybe we could have just had a violin (laughs) maybe a little bit of guitar maybe maybe
1: yeah should we dive into the let's dive right in word so the plot as always folks No, we're not diving into the plot because I haven't done my little spiel about who made this movie and what else they did, (gasps) which is always fun, especially when they did other good things. There, it's really great. It's really great. Richard Curtis wrote this movie, and that's a name that like isn't a household name, but in the way that most film writers Mm -mm. aren't like names, you know. And also, he's British, so maybe in in a British household, uh, American. That's true. Worst. The worst. He wrote. Some of the best rom-coms that exist, uh, and Hugh Grant was in a couple of them. He just like in the way that most old British white men could cosplay a Boris Johnson with like minimal <laughs> makeup, minimal, minimal anything. God damn it to but shit. But he did.
0: He did. Um, Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridget Ab-
1: Jones, Bridget Jones, Love Actually. Uh, <sighs> God damn, about time.
0: Which about is- time. I think is maybe my second movie of all time. It is. So good. It's, it's, it's a great so movie, and, and I will talk about, about it later. And we'll talk about but. it later.
1: He also wrote, goddamn, Mr. Bean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh Warhorse, which that's crazy. Holy and shit. then Yesterday, which was the, what if everybody got struck by lightning and forgot the Beatles right. existed except this one guy in England. Yeah. Which, sure, it you was know. charming, but in a way that I forgot about the second I left the theater. Sure. And so... Richard Curtis got his talented little mitts on this film and he wrote the fuck out of it. He did. And then Julia Roberts and fucking Hugh Grant said, We will do this. And said all the supporting absolutely. British actors were like, We will also be very cool in yeah. this. And so the plot is like this William Thacker. Owns an independent travel bookstore in Notting Hill, London. His wife has recently left him for another man who thinks he looked exactly like Harrison Ford. And he has a silly roommate named Spike. He meets Hollywood actress Anna Scott when she enters the shop, Incognito. Later in the street, Will accidentally spills his drink on her, and she goes to his house to change. Upon leaving, she impulsively kisses him. She later invites Will to visit her at the Ritz Hotel, but, mistaken for a reporter and ushered into a press junket for Anna's new film, he pretends to interview her and other cast members as a writer from Horse and Hound magazine. Anna asks to be his date to his sister's birthday party that evening, where she gets on well with Will's friends and sister they later climb a fence and enter a private neighborhood park where Anna again kisses Will what in fucking Oh fuck's my name? god that's an hour of the movie <laughs> and and written by like a poorly designed AI robot like bad big bad what okay i i really i for the listeners at home i've i have Tried to read the plot, like, three times. That was my third take, and it's not my fucking fault. It didn't get it better. was... That was shocking. Yeah. But the plot
0: was charming as hell, and let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. So we already told you about, like, the B-roll of Julia. It was free. <laughs> they were like... So this, this is everywhere. This is on E. <laughs> like, we could just... Get that recorded yeah. on my I'm just You to make a reference
1: like that's on YouTube. YouTube doesn't no. exist yet. No, right? it does not.
0: So he lives,
1: uh, Hugh Grant lives in London, uh, Notting Hill, and that's a place that I assume is real. Uh. Uh, is Notting Hill a real place? It's an affluent district of West London. Sure. Cute. Great. Great. He lives there. It looks like a London neighborhood. It's charming. It's cute. Narrow streets, open markets, all that shit. He lives with this roommate who is... The adjective that the author of this plot summary shows is silly. silly
0: which isn't true. He's, like, a chaotic, dirty man. Chaotic, dirty, funny... Funny.
1: And, pro- like, a horrible roommate to have. Yeah. But very entertaining. In the way that all these side characters in this movie are real people. Yeah. They are realistic people. I think Spike is the least realistic character. He's He's so kooky. He's zany as fuck. But (laughs) But it's really nice. But it's really nice like it's
0: really you can get there with him. Like at a certain point he puts on like a diving suit because he hasn't done any of his laundry, and
1: it's Hugh Grant's diving suit. Yeah, <laughs> just, yes. And he's eating cereal in the kitchen with the little goggles on his head. Like it's just, it's just cute. It's cute, and you do, you do kind of need a character like that to break up this movie because mm-hmm. it's not a monotonous movie. But because everybody else is like a real person, it you need maybe gets a, a little dreary. Fun. You need somebody a little cinematic. Yeah, and they chose this this British guy. man who like. Combs his thinning blonde hair to the center of his forehead. Combs it down. Combs it forward. I wrote Spike in all caps. And then I wrote, (laughs) I love blood shirt. Goddamn Spike. The way that we are introduced to this roommate is that he keeps coming down into their kitchen and being like, hey, I'm going on a date with a lady. And here is the shirt I want to wear. And they're all shirts that are like... The first shirt says, I love blood. (laughs) And Hugh Grant is like, perhaps no thank you. And he goes back upstairs and he puts on a second shirt, which is also not a winner. And then he comes back down with a third that says, you are the most beautiful woman in the world. And it's got hearts on it. And Hugh Grant's like,
0: that's great. Sure. Like, you're never, it's never gonna be regular, but like, that one's okay. And then he turns around and runs back up the stairs and it says, fancy a fuck. (laughs) And I said he. Yeah. And so what's so wonderful about wonderful, or just, it really gets the movie going, is that we have set up who Julia is in her, her fucking, the wordless montage, the wordless of, montage, of, her montage of her being famous, and then Hugh Grant is just walking through Notting Hill, and he has a little bit of a voiceover that just lets you know that he has been divorced, he lives with somebody else now, he doesn't quite know what's happening, but he his life is so contained in this little place, and he really enjoys and it. And he's charming, and yeah. the way
1: that you, this is one of the, I don't want to say masculine, it's the wrong adjective, but this rom-com centers around the man. Yeah, around the man, but also there are many scenes with just men and they're just talking to each other, not about ladies. They're yeah. just being people near each friends. other. Being they're just, just being right, like men being human beings, not being two dimensional, like mm-hmm. fuck monsters. I don't know, just yeah. like horrible people or they don't talk at all yeah. and all they are is hot or what Yeah.
0: Not being the horrible side friend who's like, You didn't fuck her? Like that is right, just always like, the she's friend. a bitch for
1: having feelings. Yeah. Friend that yes. like that friend doesn't exist. The closest they come to that trope is Spike and he's just weird as fuck. Which yeah. is
0: very nice. Yeah, he just Yeah.
1: And so Hugh Grant, they open the movie with a voiceover exposition-y monologue Mm -hmm. by a man, which I took a note of because I can't put my finger on another rom-com
0: that has done that. Yeah. And it was nice for me. It was nice. It was nice. So we keep going and they meet really early in the movie. Which, thank God. Yeah, like there's no 30-minute build-up to them meeting. Mm -hmm. It's just, he has his voiceover, she has her montage- we see Spike in a house, and then he's at his travel bookshop, and she comes in. So the plot says she comes in incognito. She's famous and has sunglasses right. on. Right, sunglasses and a beret.
1: Yeah. It's like, they'll never know I'm Julia
0: fucking Roberts. Um, his assistant, who is also, like, a very cutesy, like, w- weird character, cardigan man. Little, nerdy little British man. Nerdy little British man goes out to get... Hugh uh, Grant himself a cup of coffee, and that's when Julia Robert com- R- Roberts comes in, and he basically knows that she is famous right away, but then is very cool about
1: it. Is very cool about it, which I I didn't know if he didn't know who she was, or if he was just being decent, and I... I will defer to your judgment yes. on that. I think, yeah, I guess he knew, and he just he knew. was being chill, which yeah. very nice. Yeah, and he has an interaction with a guy who is very obviously trying to shoplift a book by stuffing it down his pants, which, like, sir,
0: how how? Sorry, um, you were born yesterday. Yeah, but cl- what? But also classic, like in the way, <laughs> in the way, like it was 1999, and like yeah. probably video cameras in stores have, are like just rolling out That's to smaller really places. It's just a classic move. In a way that you can't do that anymore. <laughs> that said,
1: stealing something and being like, my instinct is to put this in, in my, my pants, pants <laughs> is a lot, but the introduction to her personality that we get, which is, as I have mentioned,
0: bare bones for much of the movie, is that Hugh Grant deals with the person shoplifting in a very much like, he is a quiet, sensitive man, but also it shows that he's a little bit of a man-man because he's like, I can either deal with you, yeah. Or you can just put the book back and we can leave it at that. Well, watching he him threaten
1: someone yeah. is like that's powerful. Yes. Interesting. That's
0: mmm good for my That was hot. Hugh. Bits. Um yeah. <laughs> I liked it. So it sets up that he is soft and caring, but also could if he wanted to. Sorry, I cut you off no, really hard. And
1: that's what I was gonna talk about. No, you're oh, fine. Sorry. He no, I was just gonna say that after Hugh Grant is like, fuck you, don't steal from me an independent bookstore owner. Yeah. This man comes up to the counter, Julia Roberts is at the counter, and the way that we establish how famous she is is that this man looks at her and is like, could I have your autograph? And she says, yes. She says, what's your name? And he's like, Robert. And she writes, dear Robert, you belong in jail. Which is very funny. It's a funny thing to say to someone who just embarrassed the fuck out of themselves trying to badly steal from a small business and like, that's funny shit. And then they give her nothing else for so
0: long. (laughs) The thing, yeah, he's just. Hugh Grant is charming and babbling and like trying to prolong this conversation, and she's just doing the like, I'm like a little bit entertained. But I'm very famous, and I don't know if you're gonna be weird, so Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, like, stare at you and answer in yes or no's or single word sentences until you prove yourself to me,
1: (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yeah, just the, like, the way that famous people or just very confident people don't jump on the end of your sentences to say their thing and they, like... They're really, they're, like, either active listening or they're, like, judging you a little bit, and so you get very nervous and you try to fill the silence and you just talk, like, three times as much as yeah. you would have if they had just fucking said something. Anyway, yeah. the employee comes back to the bookstore. He's been gone the whole time. He has the coffees, and Hugh Grant is like, do you know who's just in here? And the employee goes, was it someone famous? And then Hugh Grant goes, No. And then they have an interaction that ends with Hugh Grant being like, "I think I'd like orange juice." Yeah." and the employee's like, "That's a normal request immediately after I got you coffee. you coffee.
0: But before Julia Roberts leaves, oh shit, after she after she says, uh, "You belong in jail." Um, he's walking her out or whatever, and she just kisses him, and which is no yes. No. She kisses he's, him in his house. You are. So right. <laughs> you are 100% right. It's like, that would have different, been a very different, different vibe. vibe. Um.
1: <laughs> there's really no way to work <laughs> out. No,
0: there's no bounce back from me. who's so, seen this movie like 15 times. I did not remember the movie I saw too. days ago. So but
1: anyways, cute. so they don't kiss <laughs> They do not kiss after she was like, Robert, you should be in jail. by. And so she does. She leaves. They have the interaction. Somehow Hugh Grant gets his little hands on orange juice and he is walking outside and he bumps into Julia Roberts and it's a meet cute-esque thing, but Mm -hmm. they've already met. And this tiny little Dixie cup full of orange juice manages to soak both of them in, like, what looks like a gallon of orange paint. Yeah. Like, it is so much liquid, and it has ruined her shirt. It has ruined exactly half of Hugh Grant's button-down. And he's like, hot shit, that's on me, Julia Roberts. Would you like to come to my apartment and get cleaned up? And she's like, yikes, is that you being creepy? And he's like, I literally live in that building right there. You can, like, use my bathroom and my phone. And she agrees. She goes into his house. His house is very dirty. There's a little chalkboard that says, SPIKE, CLEAN UP, (laughs) in all caps. I thought that was very funny. And yeah. she disappears upstairs. He's kind of hanging out in the kitchen and then she comes down in like a bonus outfit.
0: Yeah, she's she's been shopping all day, which I guess was established, but yes. I
1: completely missed it. And so I was
0: like, how does she have a <laughs> second pair of everything? <laughs> she what? comes down, she comes down in like a spa- a black sparkly tube top and basically a black sparkly tube top but a skirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's just both of these things are tubes. Put them on, put them on. <laughs> it's a good-ass outfit, it but I was like, Yeah. Where? What the fuck? He's nervous the whole time. Like, she gets upstairs, and he's like, oh my god! <laughs> and he, like, cleans everything up and puts stuff in the sink and is, like, running around to, like, try to be cool, and she comes down and looks hot. and Right. Like, and just, they have, like, a cute little uh,
1: uh, interaction. I wrote, a monosyllabic lady. <laughs>
0: Hey, lady of the words. Not a lot of words coming out of there. Yeah, they have a cute little interaction, and yeah. he's like, can I get you orange juice? I guess not. Or <laughs> or water. Or a sugary drink. Or he has this cute little thing where he's like, apricot honey. Right, that yeah. you could nibble.
1: Apricots nib- and honey that you could nibble, nibble on. on.
0: And my note says, oh, Hugh, say nibble again. Say <laughs> it, but slower. <laughs> um, It's very cute, and he's obviously rambling, and... It doesn't know what to do, and then she's like, "No, I'm okay. I do need to leave, though." Except she says, "Okay," and then they walk to the door, and now they kiss. I got it this time. God damn it! You got it in under the wire. They
1: kiss, and like, I don't blame either of them because they both look like that. Mm -hmm. But it was also apropos of fuck all. Like it was just. There was no tension, and I know that that's the point, but she's, like, so famous. She's super famous. And I guess maybe that's why she dove on that, because it was like, this has been a steady 30-minute interaction with a strange man, and he hasn't been creepy, and he hasn't... He hasn't acknowledged that I'm Anna Scott. Right. And so they smooch, and I wrote, pasty islanders are never Hugh Grant. No. The way that British people, the way that my anglophilic childhood born of growing up with the actors in Harry Potter and just sort of like all the narrators of my favorite books were British and just like the way that I was like British men so sexy British ladies so sexy and then I lived there and it's (laughs) that's I had some hot friends there but
0: it's not a country of Hugh Grant's I will tell you what (laughs) I will tell you there's a reason why he's a superstar (laughs) And most of it is the hair and the eyeballs. Like, oh my god, what a good-looking person. Oh, fuck me. Anyways. Yeah, I
1: really... It's not that I thought everybody was crazy for thinking Hugh Grant was so hot, mm-hmm. but I just... You didn't see him in I action. I didn't see
0: him in action, and then I Ugh. saw this
1: movie, and I was like, oh, you weren't wrong for that. Yeah. Everyone else. <laughs> everybody
0: else. It's like... A few weeks ago, I was like, I like Snickers, actually, and Olivia was like, fuck you, it's the most popular thing in the world. There sometimes is a reason why things are fucking popular, right? and it's because their They're eyes good. are the color of the sky. Oh my god. So cute. Wow, this is, you could make a super cuts of how horny I'm gonna this whole fucking
1: like the way that we need we need a theme song for this podcast desperately Truly, we also so, um
0: that's a an all call if you it's feel true. so so called so called to Make us a little jingle. A little I want to hear it. And I, I was Olivia gonna, also makes music. I do. But fuck her. That's true. <laughs> I need you guys to do the work on our podcast.
1: I was also gonna say we won't pay you, and I was like, that's a little too mean. But will are we gonna pay? Are some- we gonna pay somebody? <laughs> and it resulted no. in me saying fuck all for like ten <laughs> seconds. So they smooch, and wow, holy shit, I wrote. Oh, I would beat Spike to death with my flower pot phone call. Oh, yes, that's for later. That's for later. So
0: so they smooch, and he's like, Oh, shit. (laughs) Bet. (laughs) Cool. This has been surreal. Surreal, Surreal, but but nice." nice. Which is like, they have a lot of I think that is, like, a pinnacle of rom-coms, is everybody's trying to get back to, like, a succinct, beautiful little thing that the characters can say, but, like, this movie actually does it. Like, that's, it's well written. It's really good. So he says that, and she goes, that was a little strange. Like, she doesn't say anything, but her face goes, that was a little weird, but I'll see ya, this was nice. And he, and she leaves. Um, and she leaves without,
1: I think, getting... Does she get his information? No. No, it's just like, ships in the night, damn, I got smooched by the most beautiful and famous person in the, the world? world? <laughs> yes. In my own home, and now she's gone forever. Yes. Cool, so, cool, So, like, cool.
0: he... The story continues, and he is just hanging out at home. Yeah, we see uh, Spike in his little
1: scuba suit, oh and yeah. that's... It's a scene that takes place between the two of them that is mostly just them chatting about kind of anything, and going back and forth, and Spike's being a little weird, and Hugh's being a little charming, and I think it goes back to the, like, whatever the reverse, the inverse of the Bechdel test. Whereas with ladies in movies, you want a scene where they're talking to each other about the rest of their lives and not just mm-hmm. a dude. Yeah. It's also nice to see men. Men. Just, just having a nice conversation and being nice to each other, and the conversation's not about, like, boobs and beers and boobs and yeah. beers. And just, they're just like, living in their They're house. just being people with depth. And it's nice mm-hmm. and it's casual. And at some point Hugh Grant is like, Do I have any calls? Yeah. Any calls for me? Any calls, maybe a call f- a call from someone like Julia Roberts? And yes. Spike's like, No calls. Well except for the one call from an American girl named Anna. Yeah. <laughs> and Hugh Grant, I would have, as I wrote in my notes, beaten Spike to death with the nearest flower pod. But Hugh Grant is like, What did she say? Mm-hmm. Spike and Julia Roberts is at the nearest hotel, and not the nearest hotel, the nicest hotel. Yes, the Ritz. The Ritz. And she's called him and she gave her name. As, no! She as, didn't, she was just like, hey, come to the Ritz. No, I'm she there. gave her name.
0: Did she? she gave her name. One of the things is Hugh Grant tries to call the Ritz and be like, my fucking roommate can't remember her alias that she gave. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> oh my god! And then while while he's going on about how fucking stupid his roommate is, Spike goes, try Flintstone. Yeah. And then he gets put through because he remembered the alias that she goes under. Yeah. But also, while they're hanging out, Spike coincidentally rents one of her movies, which is a black and white rom-com. Oh my god, that's right. Yes. Which I really, watching this movie, I was like, I know that art house
1: black and white fancy films exist today and they're still being made. But I was just kind of like, does this this movie quite know what kind of famous Julia Roberts is supposed to be? What
0: kind of actress she is? And the answer is no. No, she's just Super famous. She's not a Rachel McAdams. Like she's not. She's a not, type. She's not Julia Roberts right. either. She's right. in a space movie currently, but was in just like an art house. romance now she's film. gonna be in a movie in a submarine. Right. Like, they it's just, do not have a fucking clue. They don't think what about the career is. paths no. of. Actors they just say actors Famous are in movies. Lady. <laughs> My next notes say the smile, the score, and then Spike could get it. <laughs> so Spike
1: Spike could unexpectedly get it. That was the moment at which you looked at me and you were like, if ever there were a rom com wherein I was the protagonist and you were the like zany best, best friend, friend. This is fucking it. Because Spike He's smoking maybe a cig, maybe a spliff. Yeah. And he's wearing these scuba goggles, and he just starts hotboxing in them goggles. <laughs> he starts lighting up, and the goggles fill with smoke, and I, out loud, was like, yeah. <laughs> just. Absolutely. Absolutely. British it's men. So cute. All look like British men. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a little, I wrote a diagram down of the way that. All British men exist on a visual scale from Hugh Grant to the actor who played Wormtail in yeah. Harry Potter. It's like, just... they're all, they're all of a sort. Oh my god. And some of it is very
0: nice, but... They're just, but... most of the time, squishy around the edges. <laughs> they're just, like, like, you get there, and you're like,
1: hmm. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh and I can't quite put my no, finger on it. Why oh my god, you guys really just have been fucking each other on this island, haven't you? <laughs> it's
1: the pasty little oh, islander. Island. Wow. Anyway. So
0: back to the plot. So she he gets invited to the Ritz right. to see her. And he gets up and her, like, publicist is standing
1: there with a bunch of like press packets and handing them out to Hugh Grant and this other man who rode the elevator up with him and they were, like, walking down the hotel hallway kind of looking at each other like, are you go, are you going where yeah, I'm we, going? Yeah. And Hugh Grant brought... Blot Blowers! Blot Blowers! Brought blower <laughs> flowers! He brought them. It's very sweet because for some fucking reason Julia Roberts didn't tell him it was, like, magazine day yeah. at the hotel. She yeah. was like, come over! Yeah, There will be 45 journalists in my apartment and I didn't give you a warning or an alibi, no. so, like... Good so, luck. She says a
0: little bit later, I thought this would be over, but like, sweetheart, it's a press day. Yeah,
1: you've been this famous for this many years. You're not stupid. No.
0: no. we wouldn't so, know because fucking He's talk. He's wearing a corduroy sports coat. He looks good as fuck. He looks good fuck. as fuck. He looks so good. He looks so cute. And he um, gets
1: in there to interview her. He's in the fucking big hotel room with her, and he says he is from the magazine horse and hound, because he's asked and he's caught off guard and on the table in the hotel room, there is a horse and hound magazine, which yes. I assume is a British thing or it's made up. Which I think it's
0: a British thing, because they do the shoot. Ah, uh, they, they do, do. the hunt. They, there. sure. Which... Not in the way that we do it over <laughs> here. It's, like, classy and, like... It has... aristocratic over there. It's much more dignified and infinitely sillier. Yes. Yeah. Just, like, everything once. in England. <laughs> They're like, we do it like this. And we're over here, like, <laughs> shoveling hot dogs in our mouth. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense!
1: <laughs> Why? Yeah, just, we're, we as countries are better and worse than each other. Oh, yeah. And that, it's, it's a, it's a lateral move oh, from yeah. one to the other. Oh, yeah. body boy. But... He gets in there, he's interviewing her. I wrote, fucking, what does this fake actor do? Just, like, she's talking about her film career and what she's done. Oh, yeah, done. makes no sense. Makes no sense. And her publicist keeps popping in and out to be like, you can ask her about her upcoming projects. And then Hugh Grant is like, does your upcoming projects have, have horses or hounds in them? I,
0: I'm so bad at lying. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time he is ungodly bad at, like, rolling with it. Right, and like just being just, cool. Like he just cannot get the hang of being like, oh, I have to lie again. <laughs> like, he just can't do it. Right, like he's and, gonna get out of this heist-ass
1: situation with like one cool one-liner. Yeah, <laughs> he, gotta he just keep the ball can't rolling, fucking you. do
0: it. And it's it's a staple of rom-coms that there is like hijinks and gags right. and stuff. But this one is really fun, because he has to keep doing it, so he talks to her, right. and he's like, what the hell, oh my god, and she was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know this would last so long, and then the and then, publicist cuts him off again, Right. and is like, okay, great, and as he's about to leave, she's like, okay, I'm gonna take you to the other actors, and you can ask them
1: <laughs> about, the, about movie the
0: movie that you aggressively have haven't not seen.
1: seen, haven't seen it one time, no. and so it's just, it's this series of cuts to him in different hotel rooms with different, presumably also famous actors who were in this movie, and it is hilarious. It's so great. In the way that also this movie came out in 1999, and so the way that many rom-coms in subsequent years have done this, like, "Uh uh-oh, he lied to get into blah blah place to impress the girl, and now he's gotta keep up the jig, and, like, I don't know that I've seen it done better than this. No, it's really good. It's just him being so unwilling to be rude that he's like, I guess I will interview <laughs> nine different people with with absolutely no information. I'm just yeah. going to embarrass the fucking life out of myself for no good reason. For no reason. It's really Like, sweet. one of the, the t- actors, he's like... he's He doesn't speak English. He only speaks Spanish, so he has an interpreter.
0: Yeah, I don't... He's just the only thing. He's just like, did you... Did you like it? Did you like being in the movie? Do you like your character? And he's like, well, I play a carnivorous robot, so no. (laughs) Like, it was just fun. It was
1: really nice and fucking had something else to say. I was also just going to say, like, I usually when this gag gets done in rom-coms, the chaotic, like, oh, I told a lie to impress the girl. Now I got to do all this other stuff. Boopity boop. And then the payoff is he gets to be alone with the girl. And that is, the the climax of that is, like, crazy hijinks, ooh, romantic moment. Mm-hmm. They give us the romantic moment right away, and then it's the hijinks, and it's, he's only in, engaging in this, he's like, elaborate like, lie because he's polite. <laughs> yeah. And that, it's so much funnier and sweeter that way, and yeah. I
0: really, It's also, like, like, he's that. not lying to her. Uh, no. It's he's not, he's not like, oh, I have to pretend that I'm a millionaire and that right. my dad is this guy in order for her to like me. He's yeah. just like, oh, she likes me, but. Oh no! How do I leave? It's really great. It's really It's nice. really great. And so after he's interviewed like four or five other people for a, a fake job that he has the publicist catches him again and is like, she Miss, wants to talk to you Miss Scott would love to talk to you again. And before he at, has asked her out for the night, and she's like, "I'm famous. I have plans. Yeah, um, tonight,
1: tonight. As in, like, not a month from now, tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, what I'm the busy. fuck? I'm
0: famous. Fuck you." She's like, "Well, um, I canceled the dinner that I have to go to. So let's hang out." And he goes, "Oh fuck! It's my sister's birthday." And she's like, "Well, I'm. Well, I'll just be your date." And he goes, "What?" And she's like, "Is that fine?" And he's like, "Yeah." But the way that you can be famous and just invite yourself God to Goddamn anywhere, anywhere. And the way that if somebody rolled up to my
1: special day with an A-list celebrity, <laughs> I would never speak to them again. I would never speak to them again. Are you fucking kidding me? Julia Roberts. It's Julia Roberts Day every day, baby. <laughs> I get one day. One day and it's my birthday. And if Julia Roberts tries to encroach on my day... I'll kill her. Oh my
0: god, I love it. So, like, in our friend group, I am the princess, because I am. I'm stuffy, and I'm weird, and I want things the way that I want them. But sometimes when Olivia speaks, it is is a little bit bonkers. Because I absolutely understand that. The way that I would never, ever <laughs> express that, I'd just be internally fucking rolling around, just like, I'll kill you! But like, I wouldn't be mean about it. Well, like, I mean, you would be like, excuse me, if you're not gonna sing a song about me, I need you to go. <laughs>
1: and that's great!
0: God, uh, this night
1: is not about why you're great. It's about me it's and are great, I'm great! <laughs> But also before we get to the birthday, which she does invite herself to, and it, it she pulls it off because Hugh Grant is enthusiastic and she's Julia Roberts, yes, yeah, and he wants her to come, but, right? Like, you know, but she calls him back into this hotel room, and when we first saw her, I don't remember what the fuck she was wearing, but <laughs> it's the same thing she has, but like with a blazer over. It. Okay, I was just gonna say she's either changed or taken off a layer because uh-huh. now she's revealed herself to be wearing like a lavender button up that's buttoned all the way to the collar, and then a birthday clown ass lavender tie. It is a tie that is the same color and it is, it is 175% tie.
0: It is too (laughs) fucking big. It's too goddamn big. It's just just the, like, everybody, please take, um, like, Astral Project with me (laughs) into, into mid-90s women's Suits like this Diane, Diane keaton I was just like, gonna say Diane except Keaton. except you don't look like Diane Keaton, and it's not your thing. It's right. just this horribly boxy suit yeah. that they were like, "Oh, it's a lady's suit," in that they can't know that you're a lady under there. <laughs> and they just. Right. I mean, God bless America. Yeah. Some hot chic lesbian yeah. fancy
1: evening butch energy of a except that you're not a hot butch.
0: Exactly. You're not a hot butch. you can't do it. I'm really sorry. Oh my god. Also, like if you're straight, you don't have the hot energy to pull off no that look. And I'm that's super sorry. It's not your fault, but No. It's <laughs> go to pink, buy a sweatshirt, be I a little gay <laughs> next time. Shit. Fuck, he also says the phrase shickity shittity shickity brickety?
1: Sh, sh-, sh- <laughs> Oh, He's British,
0: so it sounds better. But it was it's just like such sh- a- shickity brickety, I think. Yes, shickity brickety. It's really good. Um anyways and It's just so. an expletive to be
1: like shickity brickety. I have plans tonight after all. Yes and she's very cute. like Yeah.
0: I I'm probably gonna fuck you. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Get on over here. Um, So Um. she invites herself. She looks like Diane Keaton. And then we get to the dinner party. The dinner party. Which is maybe one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever. The dinner party is so wonderful. This is really the the explanation of who all of his friends are. Who he's close to. And it's just good writing. I know that this is a little more boring for me to say because I liked the (laughs) movie so much. But like... It's one of my favorite scenes ever, so if you have... If you trust me, and you want to go on a journey with me, I will watch this scene whenever, wherever, with you. It's
1: just wonderful, and I think... I mean, there's a lot of components, and we'll get into them, but one of them is just that most rom-coms have, like, one supporting friend at that maximum. has to do everything. has to do everything, and only gets, like, five complete sentences throughout the entire movie, and most of them are like i never seen you this happy before. What's wrong? Yeah. I need to fuck. And then like leaves yeah. to be a secondary character without an arc. And these people, not every character in this movie gets an arc by any means, but the way that A, everybody is pretty authentic and a little goofy and like more real than your average secondary character. But B, that there are like five friends. Yeah, It's a dinner party yeah. with five people that he's close to. Mm-hmm. And it just... It offsets the usual, like, is this man a serial killer question that enters your mind. No why doesn't he Why doesn't he fucking, why does no one want to
0: hang, hang out, out with, with him? Yeah. Except
1: this woman he met yesterday who was like, you're hot, but like, do you, what's going on? What the on? fuck?
0: It's just great. It just, it fills the movie up. And I don't know if we said this, but the movie is two hours long. It's a long movie. It's a long movie. Long rom-com. A yep. long rom-com for sure, because they run a tight Mi- uh, hour and 26 minutes. Yeah, it's just, usually. it's a 90 mm. minute
1: genre, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: But it they just, it doesn't feel long because there's all this color in the sidelines. Right,
1: it's three-dimensional in yeah. a way that a lot of rom-coms adhere to a formula that means they don't have to be three-dimensional. And so they're like, ooh, well, that was short because we didn't really do a lot with these people. We just made them fall in love and then they're sad, but then they're happy. But again. then they're happy and it's right. fine. Yeah, my first Note about this party. It's I started at the top of a new page. My first note says, "Look at this woman's hair," and I know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, because his... my note
0: says, "Crazy sister." Crazy like,
1: sister. Yeah,
0: I. Are we allowed to say crazy anymore? I think no. But I would be the person. I that was just gonna say crazy. I want to call an audible on account of
1: I am mentally ill. Me too. and I would. <laughs> I, I'd like to keep that one, and yeah. I wouldn't call another actual human being crazy, but
0: that is a fictional lady. Yeah. And she's She's fictional and one of the descriptors of the character when they were casting said crazy. One million percent. One hundred percent. There's no way that like this Phoebe from Friends ass Phoebe from Friends English cosplaying as big bird yeah. energy, just it's like just, woo, wow. wow.
1: really so, high energy, the like nineties crimped and straightened hair, hair yeah. that is like clipped in butterfly clips in all different and directions. Just
0: poking out the top. Oh um, Really
1: good. Yeah. I like it. Uh her name is Honey, which is top three
0: names of all
1: time. Yeah, she's I cute. I loved it.
0: She's cute. She, she, she's so lovely. Like, we're slowly introduced to the friends so we get to the main friend's house, which I don't remember their names. Nah. I think it's, it's like Bernard or I something. Fuck And like me. his wife. If and I they're, know. <laughs> they're really lovely, but like, they maybe say their names once, yeah. if at all. This sister it. gets the name Honey, but Hugh and Julia show up at the party and He was like, play it cool, play it cool, play it cool. And they do for about four seconds. And then they're like, what's going (laughs) on? You brought, like... Ariana Grande to to our little apartment,
1: our private friend birthday dinner. Yeah, yeah. And maybe an explanation? Yeah. But fucking Lord Grantham pulls up. Oh, Hugh Bonneville. Hugh Bonneville? Excuse excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs)
0: Excuse me. I also, um, you know how I said I was really horny at the beginning of the podcast? Um... Every every single page, I just have, like, a character's name and, like, would next, next. <laughs> like, Just so you know. Just so you know, I, Hugh Bonneville, I would. I would in this movie because he's funny and, like, a little bit sad, and I really like him... Um, but also as Lord Grantham from the soap opera that is Downton Abbey. Absolutely, everybody, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I,
1: I love, I love Downton Abbey. I did fall off, and so I think the last like <laughs> two seasons. All right,
0: bitch. I've seen it like four times fully through. Yeah, it's really shocking. It's a problem.
1: <laughs> We've got like another three days before she's like, maybe I should rewatch Downton Abbey
0: again. And then, and then I post on my close friends on Instagram pictures of me sobbing.
1: Absolutely losing it because a character she's watched died no fewer than half a dozen times. Surprisingly dies dies. again because it's the same show. But, Lord Grantham, a great character. We're not gonna talk about Downton Abbey here, but I will say that I my introduction to him was as like this old man. He's in charge of a manor in England Mm -hmm. in olden times (laughs) TM. I don't fucking know. It's not now, I'll tell you what. No, but it was then. (laughs) Listen, it... Up until they started using cars, anytime that horses took people anywhere, it's the same time. I don't. I can't.
0: Fuck me if I don't. Holy shit! It is my favorite thing about Olivia that she cannot differentiate. (laughs) Like, like it is straight up what I am into, and Olivia's like, "Fucking well, everybody wore hats, so it's
1: the same all time." time. (laughs) It's
0: so good for me. Lord Grantham in that
1: show—he's this actor, Hugh Bonneville. Hugh he Bonneville, him. he's got gray hair, he looks good, but he's, like, an old man. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it's 1999, and he has brown hair, and God damn it, if if hair color is not the only thing that makes white people look 30 years older oh or gosh. younger, like, the way that if they just slapped a gray wig on that man in the late 90s, he would still like, look, be, he would <laughs> look like he yeah. looks right now, yes. which, like, sorry to this man, but... I we get white privilege. We don't get aging well. Um, yeah. We don't get yeah. that. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, what. no, we
0: don't like milk. Anyways, <laughs> like milk. Like milk. Oh. I'm waiting. I'm gonna look 45 in about three years, I, and like I just have to accept it into my heart. Yeah. Um. Like maybe because I'm gay, it'll shave a year off of that. Well, like, maybe I'll be 28. You,
1: you'll be able to dress and like put nice things on your face. Yeah, but oh my god. But it's all I can do to pull focus from (laughs) my sagging skin, my decaying corporeal form. So everybody's
0: at the party and everybody's being weird. Also, Honey has like a a full speech where she's like, wow, this is one of those moments where either you're really cool or you completely fuck it up. And I just want to say that I'm your biggest fan and I'm going to fuck it up. Julia Roberts and Hugh Bonneville uh,
1: at some point takes her aside. He doesn't know that she's famous. Which is so funny. And so he's a stockbroker and he's talking about like how much money he makes. And he's being like trying to make conversation
0: but not doing it well. Well, a
1: douchebag in the way that every person who works in finance is a douchebag. But on the very low end of that. Yeah, just because like
0: they think about money 24-7. And it's all they have to talk about. But mm -hmm. God help you holy shit. Yeah, holy shit. And
1: so all he can do is be really like, wow, well like what do you do? And she's like, well I'm an actor. And he's like, not a lot of money in acting. How much did you make on your last film? And she goes, 15 million dollars. And he's like, well excuse me. Like, yeah. and then she goes to the
0: bathroom and he's like,
1: I fucked that up so bad! Oh my god. Oh my god, I fucked that up and so it's bad. it's really sweet. And it's, it's like everybody's having... A reaction that is realistic, like genuine and, and specific s- to them, and dorky also. and funny yeah. and sweet. And so then, like maybe it's dinner, right? Is it yeah, dinner time? Dinner. Great. So ju- I wrote, f- fucking. She hasn't said anything. No, she's dash still... thirty eight
0: minutes. <laughs> <been> thirty eight minutes. <laughs> she of this just movie. she does not speak a lot. It's just kind of like she is playing coy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think yes, it's because they didn't write for her, but also. When you're that famous, people already know so much about you from the get. Yeah, that I think it's probably a li- I mean, if you're an A-list celebrity, please reach out. <laughs> but let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if Paris I'm wrong. Paris Hilton, like shit. <laughs> Is <Paris on> the- <laughs>
1: I love this. I had already said Ariana Grande in this <laughs> and episode, next... and that was the only famous person that my brain could conjure. I
0: l- it's antique. That a <laughs> list celebrity. Oh is my god! I antique. promise that
1: I'm not 45 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really swear. I'm hip. I'm happening. I, with a gun to my head, could not tell you the name of another famous person right now. Okay,
0: but even Kim K. <laughs> oh my God, you're watching the Kardashians Only right now. Only
1: on a technicality. <laughs> okay. Hulu auto started the Kardashians for me because I finished Love Island and, and I was like doing a woodworking project, and Hulu so you not was not like something. Nah,
0: nah, 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 you know what you wanna do, and then they auto started I know what's it. for you, baby. Um, Ugh. but. Oh my god. (laughs) They're at dinner. They're They're at dinner. dinner. They're having dinner. It's very cute. And then we get to my favorite part of the dinner party. They are passing around a brownie. Right. Right? There's a tray of brownies and there's one more than there are people Mm -hmm. at the party. And the man hosting with his wife says okay, whoever is the most of a sad sack, who's right. the saddest sack who's of them all? Who's going through it right now? Yeah. They get the extra brownie. They get the extra brownie. And so first off, they look at the stockbroker, and they're like, you are not doing great, buddy. You, you can't get fucked for anything. For anything. You're bad at your, you make a lot of money, but you're really bad at your job. You don't know what's happening. And so everybody kind of takes turns talking about their shortcomings. Right, like
1: pitching their own sob story. Yes.
0: And so we go from him and he's like, well, you know, it's not great, but I make a lot of money. Right? They jump to Honey and I don't remember what she says. She's like working for $9 an hour at a shop sure. and wow. she says, I'm I'm attracted to cruel men. Which is a great fucking line. It's an amazing Good line. Good ass line, baby. Um, It's also like, for me, I have not lived in England, but it feels so British in that they are completely casually talking about these... Things that they probably think about all the time, but just in the driest (laughs) way possible. She's like, I'm attracted to cruel men. And I had cereal for breakfast. And I had, yeah, yeah. just like nothing. And she says, well, Anna Scott is my best friend and she just needs me. And then it jumps to another character. It's like a
1: joke a person would make. Yes. And it's funny enough that you laugh the way you would if someone at dinner made that joke. Uh It's
0: really nice. sweet. And then it transitions to... The wife who is hosting the dinner party, who is in a wheelchair. Whose name, God help me, I no, cannot not, conjure. Not one. <laughs> not one but idea.
1: She's like, I'm in a wheelchair as of recently, and maybe
0: infertile. Infertile because of the accident that yes, I had. The accident that. Um.
1: Do they really tell us what happened?
0: Um, they say later. Okay. Like, he mentions that she's been in an accident after the right. party. She slipped and fell and fucked up her her spine. spine right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she has, like, a very tender moment of being very vulnerable and mm-hmm. saying, I can't have a baby, and uh, we don't really know what's going to happen next. It's sweet, and she makes a joke, and then they transfer it to Hugh Grant, where yeah. they're like, you sad piece of shit. Yeah. Your wife just left you. You live with a roommate. (laughs) You Who
1: is who he is. Who
0: is who he is. You you sad sack. And he's like, I get it. I'm pathetic. And he reaches for the brownie. Mm -hmm. And Julia Roberts is like, I get to play this game. And everybody goes, actually, fuck you. You don't get to play this game. And she's like, oh, I do. Mm -hmm. And then she starts off and she says, I basically have been on a diet every day since I was 19 years old. So I've been hungry for a decade. Yeah. I have been in a relationship with lots of mean people, one of whom who hit me. I... Other is,
1: sad, famous people yeah, shit. Yeah, just like
0: nobody really knows me. Right. I am the idea of... Me. Me.
1: But nobody cares about me. And oh, the big oh, thing the was big like, thing. I am a beautiful movie star, and in a little bit, I'll stop being this beautiful, and they'll realize I can't act, and then... I'll just be an aging, lonely woman nobody ever got to know who kind of looks
0: like someone who was famous, famous for a, for a while. Yeah. And
1: everybody's quiet for really a minute. quiet
0: because the absolute enormity of how horrible celebrity is yeah. is like touched. Like the English were like, let's drive right by it. Slowly,
1: but not stop the car. No, just don't stop the car.
0: Never. And and then it's it's quiet and they go... Um, don't get the fucking, brownie. Fucking, fucking nice try beautiful <laughs> <laughs> not on our watch and it's just this like oh, it's so fucking good it's, it's just everybody in this group gets to be vulnerable and they get to talk about what they've been thinking about like it's just this I
1: love this movie so much! It's really sweet, and I think, I mean, this podcast is called Tropes and Dreams, and we're very interested in addressing the ways that movies conform to the basic rom-com formula and the ways that they divert from it, and I think this scene is a really striking step outside of that formula, because this scene is what makes all of the people in this movie people. Mm -hmm. And most rom-coms never give us that. And this scene is... Far and away the best scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. Far and away. Because it is so warm and so gentle and nothing really happens, but that's when humanity reveals itself. Yeah,
0: it's just you can tell. Oh no, (laughs) I'm going to get actually emotional (laughs) about Notting Hill. You can feel when you're in a room with people who really care about you Mm -hmm. that they are all taking care of each other and like, You can feel that in this scene. You can tell that everybody genuinely cares, Mm -hmm. but it's a touch on it. Everybody gets to do that. Mm -hmm. And then we all get to be okay together afterwards. Like, it's so unbelievably wonderful. It's
1: really great. Um, I fucked with it very heavy. And the song, When You Say Nothing At All, <laughs> plays, is playing it. under the dinner, right oh, right God. before the big, the big what's fucked up about your life Scene. exchange. Yeah. They're all vibing. And When You Say Nothing At All plays, which I remember being like, okay.
0: Oh, like, no. I suppose. Oh, right.
1: But also, uh, if the hand could be ever so slightly less heavy. Yes. And I'll stop talking about that song right now because I'll have more to say about it later. Later. But dinner's over. Dinner's over. They're going to leave. Forgive me if I'm skipping over anything, but the next thing I remember is that they, like, are leaving the flat. They're doing all the tittering at the door, like, mm-hmm. great to see you. Great to meet you, yeah. jay Happy birthday. Yeah. And then Julie Roberts and Hugh Grant leave the apartment. They shut the door. And then all of the friends inside the apartment start scream. screaming. <laughs> just the way that you would scream if fucking... Please, please, please. No, you
0: have to do it. You have to think of a celebrity. You have to do it. Three. Two, one, east, west. <laughs> 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 oh yes! Oh my God! Oh my God! Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will be better.
1: I could not pick Clint Eastwood out of a lineup of two. Like I have no, my brain is out to get me. Oh, so
0: good! Oh my God! So So, So, so,
1: they're walking home from the apartment.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was gonna. Clint Eastwood has a tail on them. walking and julia roberts this is when you kind of hear about
0: the wheelchair thing
1: because julia roberts oh, yeah. says why is she in a wheelchair yeah, which, which like, like okay Danny, yeah. like all right it's
0: i was gonna say so they have this woman in a wheelchair yeah. and obviously the reason she's in a wheelchair is so that they can talk about her being in a wheelchair right which like i don't love right um Because at the end,
1: he has a monologue about how, like, his life is harder because one of his best friends had an accident and now she can't walk.
0: Yeah. It's just like, that made me sad. And it's like, oh, Oh. I don't don't really think... She could also, like, it would be so cool if she was in a wheelchair and we, like, we didn't talk about it. nobody said a fucking thing. thing. I'm like, if she talked about how she couldn't have kids and then nobody mentioned it again... I would feel better about that because mm-hmm. it's just her in herself talking about right. a disability that she has rather than other people getting to comment on it Being all like, the time. What's
1: up with your legs, baby doll? Yeah, like, just, like, certain like are weird. Home Depot parking. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ooh. harassed by a white lady in an Audi with a cell phone and a god complex who, yeah. like, I I walk with a cane sometimes, we've discussed, and I have a disability placard and I parked and she started filming me and straight up was like, are you really disabled? What's wrong with like you. you? And it was a nightmare—five and a half minutes—and I'm not over it. And maybe I'll send her a letter because uh, I googled her After license I plate. After I shit on her porch,
0: <laughs> like it's not even in a bag and on fire. I just <laughs> just squat there. And shit on Ass
1: open, baby.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! But uh, I digress.
1: Uh, what? <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. The next note that I have is, oh, is he gonna get stabbed? What oh, did I? I don't. Oh, they're climbing the fence. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So
0: they they're wandering around, and he talks about. She's like, "What's in there? That's so pretty. It looks like a garden." He's like, "Yeah, it's gorgeous, but um, the only people who have access to gar to to the garden are the people who live on the edge of it. It's a private it's area, a gated community garden, right?" Um, and she goes, "You play by the rules." One of the things it makes me sad that we're dissecting this movie a little bit because I just wanted it to be to be, like, perfect, right. to be perfect. But like, she's a little bit weird in that she's like, "You're not a bad boy." Obviously, he's not a bad boy. He owns a travel bookshop. Please do not pretend with me. But anyways, she's like, "You follow the rules," and he's like, "I guess not all the time." <laughs> And he tries to climb. He tries to climb the fence like three times. And every time he falls, he says, Whoopsie daisies. And she goes, That's so embarrassing (laughs) for you. Oh my God. And that is, I think, like, Hugh Grant tries to climb the fence.
1: Julia Roberts makes fun of him saying Whoopsie daisies. And it marks the third time in this movie that she has exhibited her personality Mm -hmm. in order. There was the comment, uh, the, like, autograph at the beginning where she was like, You should go to jail. And then. The scene at the dinner where she's like, I'm sad, famous lady. Yeah. And now she's like, whoopsie daisies is an antique thing to say. <laughs> that you is weird very funny for
0: me. And he's like, I guess we should just go. And she's like, I'm not a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then in the tightest, least stretched 90s mm-hmm. jeans possible, she, she climbs over the fence. Up there. And then Hugh Grant follows in a Hugh Grant i'm english i don't have any i'm
1: english and apparently nobody nobody climbs anything in yep. england but i just i can't He's got his arms it. have atrophied and that's why i wrote is he gonna get stabbed because the because fence has like, spiky things pint. on top and Points. he has aggressively been unable to climb this fence previously so i was like is the gag that he is impaled he yeah. slips and he falls on yeah, this fence exactly
0: so like because it's not a horrible rom-com he doesn't Brutally injure himself (laughs) while he while he is trying to climb this fence. Which like, thank God nobody gets hurt in this whole movie, which is nice, which is great because that's such a huge gag in rom coms that somebody gets injured so badly in a way that it's like, oh well, the date's over because I have to go to the emergency (laughs) room. (laughs) Which like, I get that it, I get that it applies. Like, certain people, they see other people already hurt themselves. It's very funny. My grandfather fell down the stairs and it's broke funny. his leg. And my grandmother was laughing so hard that she could not call 911. <laughs> She, she was beside herself I thought it was so funny so like I understand that the people who write for rom are after like her demographic but most of us don't want to see people break their oh, fucking legs God. anyways That's so he true. doesn't get hurt and then she has kind of like they wander around and it's beautiful and romantic they're in a garden at night and, and like, can you guess what song starts playing <laughs> it's the can you song. guess it's, it's the last song they that in this you movie. just heard. You just
1: heard it. It just ended. When you say nothing at all. Yeah. Comes blasting over the speaker. They're like when you
0: say nothing at all. And the thing that's so <sighs> weird is like she what do you remember like the existential, existential thing that she says on the bench? No. I don't remember either but she, she has a weird moment where she's like maybe I need to be alone on the bench yeah. in the park. Yeah. And then he starts to wander away and she goes come sit with me. Yeah. And like that's nice. But the scene is super weird, because, like, we broke into this place together. Do you need time alone? What's happening with the soundtrack? Right. What's going on? Well, it's just the way that, like, if
1: you have a scene between two people who are very capable actors and have successfully created tension in tandem with the writers who wrote a good script. Uh, And they're sitting in this energy and all this unspoken stuff, having feelings for each other, but neither of them is saying anything. What you don't need is a song called When You Say Nothing At All. (laughs) You don't need to be led to water like that, Frances. It's really okay. It's fine. We will get there. We
0: really will. Like, we're not... I know... That, like, when making art, you have to think of your audience as, as the
1: stupid. dumbest <laughs> band of fucking leashed toddlers. <laughs> yeah. But I promise you, as we a native English speaker, there. I'm
0: with you. It's also, like, I guess the origin of the rom-com. Yeah. And, like, when... I think we've kind of decided that it really took prevalence in the 80s is sure. when rom-coms really got ramped the fuck up. Right. But by this point you already have a solid following. Yeah. Like, the rom-com universe makes so many hog-shit movies because it's huge. So, we will be able to figure it out.
1: I promise, with our own two feet, we can walk the the,
0: the straight line you've drawn <laughs> yes. from the idea to the point. Like, yes. fuck. Anyway. Okay, so after, like, she does the weird, like, come sit with me, like, what's going on in the scene, it is, like... God, what, are, what are, a hovering... It's a hovering camera. Like, it's so high above. Like it's a bird's drone? eye view. Yeah, a drone. Yeah. Drone. That word was not in my head. That's okay. <laughs> I'm
1: Captain Clint Eastwood <laughs> as far as conjuring up relevant
0: <laughs> fucking Things. thoughts. So, holy shit. So, there's like a drone camera, but it's 1990, so it's not a drone. But they're up there. Yeah. And... Tall ladder. And he goes to sit with her, and then the scene ends. And then next, we have them out at dinner
1: them out at dinner which brings us to the next paragraph of the plot Holy which I shit, will say guys. this movie is two hours long so this podcast is gonna be one of our longer ones I would wager having not yet edited it but we're already at like an hour 20 uh pre-editing so yikes but that was one paragraph of the plot summary and there are
0: five in total yeah
1: so let's get let's it.
0: get in there all right
1: the next night they go on a date at a restaurant they overhe okay. You can try it again, baby. Yeah, but it's not my fault yeah, I know, someone slapped your a fucking fault. semicolon in the middle of this sentence where not even a comma should go. Yeah. It is this Wikipedia summaries are a godless place. <laughs> the next night they go on a date at a restaurant they overhear a group of men disparaging Anna Scott because of her screen image. Will walks over and criticizes them and then Anna calmly puts them down. Anna invites Will to her hotel room, but their plans change when he discovers that her movie star boyfriend, of whom he was unaware, has unexpectedly arrived from America to be with her. Will pretends to be a hotel worker to avoid detection. Will's friends try to help him get over his disappointment, and over the next six months, they set him up on a series of dates, including one with a fruititarian. But
0: he finds it impossible to forget Anna hot shit. Okay. Now, is that the next bit? <laughs> it's the next bit. Cool. So that's shorter. That's only like half a page notes. Yeah, so not a lot of stuff. Okay. So, they're at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're having a lovely time and they start to overhear this table of men discuss a celebrity. Which, I am not a man. Nor do I have many male friends. I have a lot of male friends. That's not how men talk. The way that men don't
1: pay, again, I'm overgeneralizing, but especially in like 1999, men's awareness of pop culture, specifically like celebrity names and the way that they would talk about celebrity. Like, they I can't imagine a group of 10 men talking about a famous woman
0: like this. I was just gonna say, like, the reason why men mm-hmm. know about celebrities is if they really like them, mm-hmm. if they're a famous celebrity. <laughs> To be honest, in something dorky, you know yeah. about Liv Tyler because she's Eowyn in Lord of the Rings. Like, that's why you know about her, <laughs> because she's in a dorky thing that you like. Um, me too, but, like, that's why you talk about that. But they do not dissect a woman's film career no. over dinner. In
1: a very chauvinistic way, just being like, I bet she'd like to fuck. I bet she fucks real good. Yeah, uh, blah, 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 yeah Like at a the... sushi restaurant being so good discordantly misogynistic in And this way. loud. And loud. God. And so, fucking Hugh Grant, Julie Roberts wrote at the next table. Yeah. And, and so,
0: she's listening to them, and mm-hmm. it starts off, they start talking about her, and they start saying some flattering things. Right. So she goes, "Oh, ooh. She just makes faces. Right. And, like, they're it's both fun to hear people listening. say nice things about you. And then they get into the, like, she fucks! Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, this took a turn and I don't like it. And then we get into the Hugh Grant being a sensitive man, but also like, I will not stand for this. I am going to say something. Right. And he goes over, and he doesn't do a great job. He does, um... No, he's like, it's just like, th- hey, fellas, have you considered she's
1: a real person? Right. And they're like, fuck off. And Hugh Grant is like, that's fair. Fair point. <laughs> I didn't do this well. And so he walks away, and Julia Roberts catches him at the door and is like, I love that you tried that. Then stops just before they're about to leave and is like, you know what? I'm gonna... Get in there. And so she walks back and just kind of, like, stands there for a second and they're all like, that's silly we were just talking about. Just like if you were at a restaurant and you were like, you know who's hot? Margot Robbie. And then Margot Robbie whips around at the next booth and she's like, fuck you for that. It's like, oh, oh, okay. You weren't a real person to me until this moment. Mm -hmm. But she's standing there and she goes, hey, I'm really sorry for my friend. He's pretty sensitive. Fucking, I can't remember how she, like, tees up two dicks the size of peanuts. Right. But the way that she leaves them is being like, it's not your fault. You have dicks the size of peanuts. Have a great night. And she hits it. She leaves. It's great. And, like, that's a one of the stronger things they let her say in this entire movie. Yeah. And has... it's very good to see her have teeth,
0: mm-hmm. even for
1: a moment.
0: Yeah, which I, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to justify... The shitty writing of a lady, mm-hmm. but I like the idea that before she goes to say this thing, she's like, "If I was younger, I would have." Mm-hmm. Kind of referencing that celebrity has made her pull back herself completely. Yeah, and she goes, "You know what? Never mind." Yeah, and then she goes and she rips it, and like that's super cool. And I think that it's such a silly analogy. Mm. But thinking of celebrity like Queen Elizabeth from The Crown, Mm -hmm. like, you are, you are your image. That is the only thing that you get to Mm -hmm. be. You only get to be what people see you as. And you are in no way yourself. And I think that maybe some of her not speaking and not saying a lot of stuff goes back to the fact that if she says too much, she shifts and shatters the perception of herself which i i will buy that i i, I have made it up yeah i made it up right now sure but i, I think feel like it fits
1: that's reasonable to say um i'm still bitter at this movie for being like she's julia roberts you get the picture get in there but like that is not an unreasonable analysis <laughs> Thank you. of that choice Thank
0: you. yeah so they leave the restaurant and my next note says fuck time indeed <laughs> <laughs> he walks her. He walks her back to the Ritz, and there's just tension outside the door. And he's like, "Well, I'm English, and I'm very polite, and I don't know what the next move She's like, is." And do, she goes, "Do you want to come upstairs?" And he goes, mm, "You said before too complicated, so I can't." She goes, "I did say that. Would you like to come upstairs? Give me a few minutes." Which
1: I understand. Like it will be made clear in a few seconds why the. F-
0: the Give film was written minutes. this way, yeah. but in reality, you're in like reality, get on upstairs, kiss my mouth a lot. I will go, I'm, to, the I'm gonna bathroom. go to the bathroom for like a sec. I'll freshen up. I'll yeah. powder my ass, whatever the <laughs> fuck I need to do to get in shape. <laughs> I'll powder it. both lips. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: let's go. Oh my god! But like the reason, so she's like stay down in the hotel lobby for five minutes and then come up. Anyway, he goes up and he knocks on her door and she answers the door and she's visible, like, she's looks weird as fuck, clearly something is amiss, and then from around the corner, Alec Baldwin oh. produces himself. He's like, hey, I'm fucking Alec
0: Baldwin. I really wanted to make you guys guess, like, take, like, four seconds and be like, who do you think plays her boyfriend? I will give you a moment. I'm sorry, I ruined that for That's you. okay, like, I had it only a few minutes ago. And, that's okay. And that's fine. Well, he... But- a
1: silly choice to play her boyfriend for a number of reasons. One of them is that, like, bless his little heart, Alec Baldwin does not have the facial shape. He should not have been young ever. Like, he just <laughs> so should have been is, like, 45 the, the, the from gap the get.
0: From him and Beetlejuice? Hmm. 230 Rock uh. should have been filled with nothing. <laughs> and, like, that's not his fault. It just was a little bit weird looking, just like somebody was photoshopping his face. Well, because, I mean, sure. again, we could go to Home Depot right now and we could find a man that almost looks like him. One million as does percent. Absolutely. And who contributes the same amount. Yeah, also who doesn't call his daughter a pig. Mm. So, like, <laughs> holy shit. But so Alec Baldwin's there, and then. Hugh Grant has to kind of pretend, she's like, I don't know if she opens the door and says something like, I'm so sorry about yeah, this. Yeah, she opens the door and she's like, you have to go. Shit. And he goes, that's a change, um, because you said you wanted to fuck me real bad, not Straight three, up three minutes, minutes ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like, I'm so sorry, holy fuck, you have to go. And then Alec Baldwin comes out and he's like, oh my god, aren't you a room service guy? Don't you wear a certain outfit? And he's like, I was just about to go home, but I changed Is there anything else that you Uh need? And then Alec Baldwin is like, we're fine, except maybe this thing.
1: He says, maybe you could adios these plates. And points to a pile of dirty dishes. And so then Hugh Grant... Much like at the beginning when his politeness, I think that's one of the reasons they did it. They established, like, he is He's so too polite, polite to like he's
0: not, fuck anything up.
1: Right, he's not gonna say, no, fuck you, that's not my job. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin says, could you adios these dishes? And Hugh Grant is like, I guess I, I guess could I adios can. those dishes. And
0: Julia Roberts is like, that's not his job, oh my god. And then he's usually just like, runs mail for me or like some shit.
1: Right, and then but Alec then, Baldwin is like, bet, could you grab the trash also? And then tips him. Insult to injury. Absolutely. It's pretty devastating. Really bad. And so there's this shot from the end of the hotel hallway that just is steady of Hugh Grant with dirty dishes in one hand, the trash in the other, walking toward the camera, looking, as you might imagine, you one would look after that fucking exchange. Yes. Holy shit. So it's
0: really fucking sad, and then... Basically
1: that's kind that i mean that's all we see of anna scott we see hugh grant be like well hello. fuck fuck. and then i think the next scene that happens is the fucking
0: vignette yeah he talks to spike and what we have gathered from kind of this break is that she still has a boyfriend Mm -hmm. and she leaves london because she's a world-famous movie star who probably lives in L.A. Mm-hmm. So she leaves London, she stops filming, she stops doing the press junket for this fucking for this film. this one
1: movie, right. Um... And everybody knew that she had this boyfriend, except her. we Will come to learn. So, except not, her. not she, her. She knows she, knows she, she has, has a boyfriend. boyfriend, but fucking Hugh Grant didn't know. And his friends were like, "You didn't know." You and didn't. Spike was like, "Fucking
0: duh, you weird bitch. Yeah, what? Why would she not have a boyfriend?" Anna fucking Scott. Um, and so he talks to he talks to Spike, and he says like a kind of lame line, but it's a little bit endearing. He's he says, "I've taken love heroin." and you can't really come back from that. Yes. After Love Heroin, we get into the montage of his friends being like, damn, gotta get that heartbreak, it really do be like that. <sighs> get back in there, kiddo. And then it goes through a montage. I think that's only three people, but just being like, some of these, some, dating sucks so bad yeah. that you get a bunch of crazy ones. <clears throat> Sorry again for the crazy. It's a montage of undateable women undateable, undateable people so there's one people. who's really loud and just walks into somebody's house and goes you're in a wheelchair and and right. asks for a drink and it's it's weird and bad and the husband uh describes
1: her she's a co-worker as quote kissing like a nymphomaniac on death row which <laughs> is a great fucking line a that is really a, good an, line. a beautiful description of that a you would say to your friend hell yeah it's it's really good, and she's, like, terrible in a way that is forgettable enough that I don't remember what she actually fucking did.
0: Um, she just has crazy hair, and, um... She's kooky! Is, is bad, and then we get to the, <laughs> the fruitarian that they mention in the fucking plot description for which some reason. so weird, is- and there's also
1: a link to it,
0: to another <laughs> Wikipedia page, like, if yes. you want to read
1: about this weird um, Which is just
0: pre-2015 veganism Mm -hmm. that is weirder and worse and Hugh Grant is such a good straight man. Yeah. In this scene, well, they're sitting at dinner and it's just this like thin as
1: fuck white lady with stringy ass hair and it's just her sitting at this table being like, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I'm a fruititarian. And he's like, what the fuck is that? Except he's polite, so he does not say what the fuck is that. But she says, I believe that any forcible extraction of any substance from the earth is violence. And so I believe those carrots were murdered, murdered. because you plucked them out of the grass. Somebody, like, ripped them, them out of the, the earth. Like, I only eat things that have
0: fallen, fallen from... off of trees. Yeah. and <sighs> And that's the end of that. And then we get to the next woman who is lovely... Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer. She's great. Um who Olivia is like, "My, I know her." And I well, I spit into my own hands. Well, Without
1: <laughs> like I I don't like Emily Mortimer. Bless her heart, such a kind person, but a celebrity who I met at one function. Like
0: at, Do you want to know who I met? You want to know a celebrity I met? I was 16, and in the airport, and I met Macklemore! What, what,
1: what, what? What?
0: Um, after, like, a 12-hour flight Excellent. from That's when fucking... you want to meet a famous person. Oh my god, in harem pants that yes. I bought off the side
1: of the road.
0: I was so dirty. Oh my god. Anyways, that's that's Get the your experience that my well,
1: my my sister-in-law is a wonderful person and she works and has worked in hollywood and film for a very long time and one of the people she worked with for a long time and became friends with was emily mortimer and so she ended up being at my brother's wedding and i was in my brother's wedding and so i met her and she was like i am very kind Goodbye. Goodbye. And that's my tidbit. But she plays
0: basically like, like the nice girl the nice at the girl end girl that who he just still can't fall in love isn't with. Isn't
1: Julia Roberts. Right. And that's her whole thing, and it's not explicitly said. But it's just like perfectly nice time, lovely girl, clever, not Julia can't Roberts. Can't fucking do it.
0: No. Because when you're heartbroken, you're like, well, no one ever again. Well,
1: right. I mean, when you are trying, like, when you had love heroin and someone's like, I have very good chocolate cake. You're like, that's not heroin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Turns out, different. <laughs> um, my next note says, romantic take he up the stains, not good. <laughs> I remember what I do. <laughs> I do. Please tell me what it well, means. So
1: I wrote in all caps, hetero X's who are friends. And...
0: <gasps> Romantic because, take of the yep, yes. Thank you. So this
1: Thank is the you. next scene like Emily Mortimer leaves the house and they're just hanging out and it is friend in a wheelchair who doesn't get a name and I'm sorry. Holy shit. Holy
0: shit. We don't know That's, her name. But we
1: also in our defense don't know her husband's name and he is not in a wheelchair but they also didn't say his name more than no, a fucking once. But not. basically this is the scene where they're sitting in the living room and they're just talking about how Hugh Grant Hugh Grant can't fall in love with anybody and he's just down on his shit, and he's like, I've only loved two other people, and one of them.
0: One of them was my ex wife, and she got out of here real fast. Mm-hmm. And the first one was somebody who is my great friend, and she left me for my best friend. And then the woman in the wheelchair goes, Well, I didn't even really like you that <laughs> much. <laughs> you were just. There's so much kissing around my ears. What I the just fuck was that? <laughs> I hated just. It's just
1: really funny, and it's just a. It's the first time that. It's the way that you learn that they were exes and that she was his first love. And then this is his best friend and now they're all homies. And it's just sweet. And that is all anybody says about it. And it's actually fucking, she goes in response to him being like, my first love left me for my best friend. And she goes, well, she still loves you though. And he goes, yes, but in a depressingly asexual way. <laughs> and I th- that is so fucking gorgeous. What a wonderful portrayal of hetero exes being homies and close friends, and it's never weird, and they never talk about how they dated ever again, and that
0: is that good Good shit. shit. That is that good shit right there. It's just like a droplet of information that doesn't do anything really for the plot, but you love to see it. You love to see it because it does so much for you caring about all these people so much more. Also, I if you ever watch this movie, I would fuck all of the friends, <laughs> including the husband to Hugh Grant's first love. And if you haven't seen this
1: movie, that's a very embarrassing thing to yeah, say. It's really it's very, embarrassing. She must trust you guys a lot because oh that's devastating to a Oh my god. It's
0: really bad. God. But like, I think it's just because everybody's interesting. Like, all of his friends are interesting oh. and funny and I supplement that for, um physical attractions. <laughs> so um <laughs> he could get it, um, you're twenty two years older now, so who really knows, but <laughs> who can say? Who can you say? absolutely have grandchildren now.
1: <laughs> I time is is it's not so real strange. in my brain. But the the note that Charlie wrote about he take her up this Oh, yeah, stars?
0: After that, they're like, oh, I'm tired and then in order to get uh this woman Whose house is just unbelievably inaccessible for somebody in a wheelchair. The coffee table's
1: like 13 inches off the ground and she's in a wheelchair. She can't reach it.
0: It's just the (laughs) wrong height, but also I don't, I think they just sat the wheelchair down and had the actress sit in it because you can't, you couldn't roll around the corners of this wheelchair, of this wheelchair, of this coffee table. And there are multiple fucking levels in this house like it's a step yeah. up to get into the kitchen and just it is not
1: the home of someone who cannot walk
0: right so afterwards she says something like oh it's time for bed and then the husband picks her up and walks her upstairs which is in a way romantic but the thing is if you are living with a disability every day and you have to go up and down stairs maybe you, there's a chair che- like you God. don't want to have to be <laughs> fucking dependent on somebody yeah. to get up and down the steps. Right.
1: And it's one of those... It it very much toes the line of using disability as a prop to bring depth to other characters in the right. movie. It doesn't cross that line because they do make her a real person also, but it does beg the question, like, why did we put her in a wheelchair, yeah. though? What was the yeah. dealio with that?
0: Fucking America Explained. America explain. <sighs> Absolutely. So... After, like, a long time of being away, she comes back to England, and the next note I have is that she is in a scandal. I said, wow, a porn leak in the 90s. A porn leak in the 90s. I said, she is in porn, question mark, question mark, 90s devastation.
1: Yeah, well, Um, just the way that fewer people had cameras in the 90s. So fewer people got professional photos taken, or really any photos taken of them, and so just then the percentage of people who were getting risque photos taken of them, and then the percentage of those photos that leaked, all those percentages are lower, so when the most famous woman in the world, when naked photos of her leak, it's mm-hmm. like a huge a fucking huge deal. deal. In the way that it is still a big deal, but everybody has a smartphone ever- now.
0: Yeah, but also, yeah. And Everybody's sexuality,
1: just- sex positivity has evolved in such Absolutely. a way that it's not like life-ending. And life we, get,
0: ending. we get an A-list celebrity nude leak every two to three months yeah like there's it's so much more i mean most recently chris evans fucking jennifer lawrence oh god there are just so many examples of people being like whoopsie whoopsie
1: whoopsie also um don't look at celebrity nudes and maybe this should go without saying because i like to think the people who would have listened to four episodes of this podcast are not fucking assholes don't do that shit. I'm did 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 Chris Evans send you a
0: picture of his dick? No. Don't look at it. She for some reason is back in London as this scandal breaks and <laughs> she's like, "Ho oh, ho, straight up I have nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My hotel is surrounded by paparazzi who want to get a terrible photo of me and then post something terrible." Yeah. So, I know I broke your heart, but holy shit. you're the shit. only person I know in this city. Yeah. She needs to stay with you, Grant. She needs to stay with you, Grant. Um, And she's like, ho, 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 please be nice to me. And, and he's what? like, oh, I will be
1: nice to you. I will literally not address the fucked up thing you yeah. did ever. He never yeah, says, I think, you, you I mean, fucked me up. Later,
0: a choice that he makes hinges upon the fact that, like, yeah. she has hurt him a lot. Yeah. And to be honest, from the standpoint where he is at the end, I probably would have made the same choice that he does later.
1: Yeah, well, because he's still heartbroken over her and in love with her. Mm -hmm. and Being
0: like, I'm very
1: sad and I need you. Mm -hmm. I understand the reaction being tight. Tight. Let's do it. Come on
0: in. So they hang out. Yeah. There's a cute scene where he draws her a bath and she Mm -hmm. hangs out. And there's this scene with Spike where he walks into the bathroom to pee and she goes, Hello, as she is in the bathtub. And he goes... Okay, and then he leaves, and then he comes back and he peeps his head in. And she goes, Hi again. And he goes, I just needed to make sure that this was real. <laughs> I didn't know what was yeah, happening. Yeah, because if, if you have an A list celebrity like, Fuck, 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 Cyndi I, <laughs> I so love this. I'm never going to stop doing this joke. Holy shit, I Cindy don't even Lopper. know who that is. <laughs> It's so good for me! Anyways, like Cindy Lauper in your bathtub. <laughs> you really do have to check because you're maybe worried. you're having a stroke. Yeah, maybe you're still on acid. I don't really know. She takes a bath, yeah. and then later he says something. He says, oh, maybe we could run lines for your next movie. And then they do that on the roof, and she makes a bunch of mistakes, and they have really cute back and forts and that's really lovely water. for me.
1: You need the water. Yes. Yeah. I need the water. Sorry, Sorry I interrupted you but she was just, she was making like a grabby oh, hand right. for like <laughs> Like 10 a little seconds.
0: claw. Like the dinosaur claw that you were <laughs> like maybe this will pick something up. And I really needed that. Um. Okay. Well yeah. They're on the roof. They're running lines. Um. It's very sweet. I- oh and then when they're sitting in the kitchen mm-hmm. they reference, she's like I can't believe you have that picture on your wall and he goes yeah, I mean, I love it. And she's like, it's how love should be. You should have a goat. And It's just this, like, very famous print of a picture uh-huh. that they're like, oh, we both have, that's us so We lovely. both know
1: this relatively obscure piece mm-hmm. of art and can riff on it. Mm-hmm. We are compatible in spite of literally everything. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, they're having a conversation. There's a throwaway joke that she makes about dicks. At one point she says, you know what they say about big feet? Big feet. Large shoes. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Thank God they they gave you that line. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God they made you funny for like mm-hmm. one hot second. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And but then he, she's they, sleeping in his bed. Right, he's they sleeping go to bed, in the living room. Yes.
0: And he's doing the classic rom-com trope of tossing and turning and Saying to himself, Should I go up there? Should well, I not? You what know, do we do? Like the sexual are... tension of being in the same place as somebody that you know you have a vibe with yeah. and not knowing if you go for it, if it's weird.
1: So horny in your own home because mm-hmm. someone you wanna fuck is also staying in mm-hmm. your home and it's like, Wow, either I'm going to devastatingly make Embarrass the wrong choice. Oh, just like irreparably fuck this. In up. a way
0: that we will no longer have a relationship. We will after not this. be able to
1: speak and like you will not be wrong for that, but what if you are also tossing and turning and you are waiting for me to come upstairs and I don't? And I don't do that. Maybe that and will I've also fuck my this up.
0: Fucking yes, dad. and he's. And ugh. I just want to say, if that's ever your deal, you should most likely go for it. That's true. Yes. Just if you're waiting for a sign, yeah. this is it. Do it. Because also, if you have a good relationship with that person, you can be like, misjudged that baby boop Baby boop Right. That's this is not dad. like,
1: please kiss anyone you're attracted to is not what <laughs> no, we're saying. No, that's not it. But, but if, if you, you are, are vibing and you think there's a chance, it's Shoot so... your shot. Shoot your shot. Please. Shoot it respectfully. Shoot it in a way that she can be like, no thanks, yeah. and not fear for her life. Absolutely. Or have been Do kissed Do not without murder
0: pe- women. <laughs> I don't think- you're gonna get... Hot take, don't do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> not Don't follow that impulse, but, but if you're like, maybe we could be in love.
1: Yeah, if you've
0: been like,
1: like, steady vibing on someone, probably that's not one-sided. Mm-hmm. If you've had like, consistent banter that you yeah. think is sexually charged, maybe you're an idiot, but probably you're not.
0: Probably not. I
1: digress. He's sleeping in his living room, he's tossing and turning. It is a college dorm looking ass space there is not a lot of stuff going on it's like kind of dirty he's sleeping on the couch there's like an unframed poster on right. the wall and the way that it is set up is such that you definitely think that you were you hear her coming down the stairs to see him and then the gag is that it is his roommate spike and spike is like wow if you don't go for it i would <laughs> like to fuck
0: and that lady angelina
1: jolie that yeah. was that was good that was a good one
0: she's specifically time time period that's great also she's still an a-list celebrity she's still hot as hell, hell. also
1: good for you angelina yeah. yeah very good anyway they have this exchange spike is like could i fuck the famous lady and hugh grant is like go to bed you absolute freak and so he goes upstairs and then you hear a little rustle. Someone's coming around the corner, and Hugh Grant is like, "Fuck off!" And Julia Roberts comes around the corner and is
0: like, "Oh well, my maybe bad, I she will." Still, oh, sorry. <laughs> and a good bit. Oh, and he goes, "No, you could stay." And then those smooth,
1: sexy people get all up on each other. They really
0: do. They... There is, it's like a very sensual sex scene. It's like cute, but it's mostly just them kissing her back. And then they're in bed the next day. Am yeah. I remembering anything? Well, it's just like
1: hands sensually, gently running up and down each other's bare backs,
0: mm-hmm. which is very sweet
1: and a very a wrong like rom-com trope. Rom-com like, trope. Nobody's... They're like, we will not show you anybody's nipples. No, no, no. nipples.
0: No thrusting. No, um, no
1: like explicitly sexual things. Just no.
0: you could be making that, like, out like you're 13, yes, and it would maybe if you be are the
1: same. in like. Something that would make you so insanely horny that it would be, like, serial killer behavior to not have sex afterwards, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> they will not depict sex. And so will not do that. And so, it's post-coitus time, they're lying in bed.
0: Oh my god! And she's got, like, a blanket up over
1: her titties. It's also, they're
0: on opposite sides of the bed, so they're staring at each other, she, her head is at the foot of the bed. And his head, his head of the bed. His head is at the, the, head, of the, the bed. head of the bed. Um, and... <laughs> And she goes on this, like... Oh, the straightest this, woman in the straightest in The straightest woman world. in
1: on the continent. On any continent. Anytime anybody said this, this is, like, a very high school thing. Uh, to say, she's talking about, she's like... She's like,
0: what is it about boobs? Like, wh- you've seen them all. Your mother has them. Half the world has them. Who cares? What's
1: the deal? And it's, like, the straightest woman in the world understands why titties are great like they're <laughs> what the, the org dudes they're, too- <laughs> they're so great whether or not you are interested in like getting in, all up in there, in there or just having them and being like nice nice they're cute or just they're seeing them fun. on someone else and being like nice not trying to get up in there but like good cool. for it's you cool it's just
0: like the same thing as a man being like i don't know if he's attractive and it's like are you kidding me you have, you have eyeballs ice. in your head fuck you have you. eyes that man's ass is so high and tight to anybody. Like, it's it just, how? How? There's no way that you didn't look at that ass and go, wow. Could
1: I take a big old bite, a big old bite. out of that bag Speaking boy? of
0: bites out of an ass, <laughs> they have... <laughs> they're talking in bed and they're flirting and it's very cute and Hugh Grant goes to like, she goes on the rampage about being like, why are boobs great? And he's like, well if you just let me check. What? And then he like takes a peek at her chest and he goes mm, very nice. <laughs> but he's like lying on his chest the way <laughs> that if somebody said, okay give me the contents of your savings account and I will show you Hugh Grant's bare ass, ass I immediately <laughs> Immediately <laughs> instantly I I want to bite it I want to write songs about it I don't care smile on your face It's it's just oh oh my god it's Hugh Grant's 1999 ass. Yeah, I want it. I he, want it. I'm super sorry. He looks
1: great. I will scour the internet maybe Oh see my god. Birthday.
0: We <laughs> For my birthday, I, my most recent Google search is Hugh Grant's bare ass. ass. (laughs) That's what it is. I will Google it every day until I get results. (laughs) Oh Oh. my god. Anyways. (laughs) Um, So, they're in bed, and then they get up, they're like, maybe we need some breakfast. And they're, they're cooking and eating things. Getting ready. He brings her breakfast in bed. It's very cute. And then the doorbell rings and she says, I'll get the toast, you get the door. He opens the door and there are hundreds of paparazzi outside taking pictures of him in his underwear. He closes the door and he's shocked. And then Julia Roberts, in his t shirt, for some reason decides to open the door. And as she's opening it, he says, No, don't. And she gets Her photo taken of her, obviously post-sex. Right,
1: in a a man's dress shirt and nothing else. And, like, bed head. Julia Roberts' bed head, fuck you.
0: But she's like, she's obviously, she got down last night. Right, right. The the image is of them absolutely being involved with one another. And then she's like, how dare you? You think that you told somebody about this? Oh my god, fuck you, you're a bad person. His response is, you're being crazy. Yeah. I swear to God. He's
1: like, calm down. And I said, Hugh Grant, I love you. I will wear your skin as a suit. I'm gonna get one of those double-decker buses. (laughs) I'm gonna run you the fuck over,
0: Hubert. I'll do it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Getting talked at by a man, being told to calm down. Anytime a man is
1: like, I'd like to direct your feelings in a different direction, I'd, I'd like, like to, to direct my to fist con- into your nose. Oh
0: my god, quote-unquote, control, control yourself. yourself. I...
1: No. <laughs> no, thank I you. I will
0: throw up in <laughs> all of your shoes. <laughs> I'll do that. Are you kidding me? Don't
1: you dare. Absolutely not, but he he do dare. he, he do dare, and like, she is behaving unreasonably, and then he's like, bet I too will behave unreasonably. And uh-huh. so she storms out, and Ain't No Motherfucking Sunshine starts blast, oh, yeah. they kicks the door down, and is like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm baby! I'm here, baby!
0: So like, they obviously break up, because she storms out. And, and Ain't then, No Sunshine starts and playing. And Ain't No Sunshine starts to play, <laughs> and they do, will draw a parallel to my favorite movie of all time, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. There is a scene of the passage of time where she is sitting in a swing that swings around and around, Mm. and every time it goes around, it's a different season. And the same thing happens basically in this scene, where he is walking down a street in Notting Hill, and it is a practical effects. There is no, there's no CGI. He's walking down the street, and each frame is a different season. So he's walking down the street. It's, summertime, goes into fall, goes into, it's been snowing, but then there's also side characters, like a woman who's pregnant. Right, there's
1: an extra who's pregnant who's like having her photo taken in the foreground of the shot and mm-hmm. then she disappears and the actress practically speaking probably had to like take her wig off and take off her fake belly and sprint over to the other end of the soundstage where they've set up this fake market yes. and grab a baby and then yeah. hold the baby up for a picture to, to depict like about six months Yes,
0: as well as Honey, Hugh Grant's sister, being involved with a man, introducing him to Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant being, like, cool, still walking, and then later he breaks up with her in front of, like, a flower stand or something right. like that. So the the passage of about another six months mm-hmm. happens in this time. And it's wordless, and it's so deft and cool and it's smooth. Really and it's really great. All
1: practical in the way that, first of all, I'm a theater major and I'm a fabricator, and so I have, like, a very real understanding of how to make stuff look like stuff that it isn't. Like, that's a weird way of saying, like, set building and, like, prop fabrication. But, like, Making something look like the thing that it is physically. So that if I'm holding it in my human hand three inches from my face, I'm like, this looks like a doorknob, even though it's made out of scotch tape. It will look that realistic mm-hmm. forever in the way that the latest in CGI technology, it will be out of date in 18 months and your movie will look so fucking stupid yeah. immediately. Practical
0: is so Practical cool. is
1: it, dog. It's... It's it.
0: super cool. So after he has this montage that's probably about a minute or two uh-huh. long, they're having a dinner with a friend who they mentioned earlier but isn't in the main friend group. He spent all his money trying to open a restaurant and then it failed within the first year. I so
1: have I have no memory of this character. Deleted well, from my head is this Chalvi. character. Sure.
0: I think Maybe he was supposed to be a main friend in the main friend group, and then something happened and he couldn't be in the big friend scene. I think that's what happened. But anyways, they're at the dinner, and he goes, and everybody's kind of admitting things again. Mm. They're like, super sorry, Tony. We love it. We'll have to find somewhere else to eat. And then Hugh Bonneville, Lord Grantham, goes, I lost my job. Holy shit. Oh my god. And then Hugh Grant says, (laughs) super sorry. Sorry, Sorry. was I asleep during this scene?
1: I have no memory of
0: any of this. So sorry. Hugh Grant says something along the lines of, I've been a depressed piece of shit for months. (laughs) That's on me. I now will be happier. Sure. Sorry about that. Sorry about Um, it. I'm really sorry, but my next note says, not marrying (laughs) Mize. not marrying mys. what does that say miss where where are you not playing? marrying
1: Mize. not not wearing mike's yes Did okay it. absolutely okay. So and i know
0: why because because i don't know why he goes there oh so at this dinner they, he says i I'm completely over her, fucking who cares? And then they cut to a little later at the same party Mm -hmm. and everybody is the kind of drunk where somehow within two hours your hair looks completely different. (laughs) Like there's a drunk wind that takes over your hair. Because you've
1: been intermittently sweating
0: and cooling off and
1: re-wetting your hair with your own sweat and (laughs) cooling off and so it just doesn't know what to do with the oils.
0: And so they're, they're like, I'm so drunk and then Hugh Grant is talking to the husband, whose name we don't know. And the husband says, you're over her? And Hugh Grant says, absolutely, I don't I don't care. And then the husband says, oh, so you wouldn't care that she is filming in wherever, wherever in England. Right. And that I have her number.
1: In England, where nothing is ever more than a three-hour drive away from anything <laughs> yes. else. I will so tell you what.
0: you can go there. <laughs> and so, he goes... And is at the entrance, and there are bodyguards in little black shirts who say, who cares? And then he sees Julia Roberts, and she says, come on to set. Who really cares? I'll invite you. I have to go film something, but come sit here, Mm -hmm. and you can listen.
1: And so he gets sat in, like, the little wood fold-out director's chair, and he gets... I don't quite understand why they gave him headphones, but he gets fucking headphones, and he puts them on, and they're connected to all the actor mics, a lot of... Paper thin devices being used in mm-hmm. this scene to get us to the point, right. which is that Julia Roberts is like across the field. She's filming a movie that like a
0: period piece film, right, which it's, like, probably Pride takes... and Prejudice light. Yeah, it's Pride and Prejudice light. As I will say in any period piece that we watch, the period is not consistent. It doesn't make sense. It could be 1905, but it also could be 1919. Nobody knows. The men's jackets are bad, and she looks weird.
1: Anyways, that's the same. They, olden days, <laughs> olden long skirt time. big hat Bob-de-bob. So she is. She's talking to her co worker, her mm-hmm. fellow actor, across this field, and she is within eyeline, but she is much too far away to be heard by somebody 100 yards away like Hugh Grant is, but he's got these magic headphones that are apparently connected to inexplicable body mics on these actors. Yeah, there's actors, no
0: way that actors in a film would have body mics. But like,
1: it's a community theater production of this fucking movie? Like, they're wearing body mics? I don't know. Fuck me! I, don't I was furious about... Because that is just such, like, a gaping... Like, is there a boom over them having a casual conversation. And the answer
0: is no, because later he says you were wearing a mic.
1: Yeah, he does. He literally says it. There's no, there's, there is no reason they did this, except so that you could hear Julia Roberts unencumbered by, like, social pressure and right. wanting to make anybody happy get asked, like, what's that guy doing here? And she's like, oh, I don't know, he just showed up and He's I'm trying to be nice. He's some guy. And so Hugh Grant is like,
0: blah, blah. Oh, that I mean, yes, blom blom, but in the way where if you show up to hang out with somebody that you like, love heart on your sleeve. Right. I your mean absolutely feeling hurt. Absolutely like, oh, I have tried to kiss you and you were not into it. I right. have to go anywhere else.
1: Absolutely. Like, it's not that he's wrong for leaving. But I always get pissed when, when somebody leaves a space abruptly without being like, hey, I'm leaving because you hurt my feelings. Without right? giving the person the opportunity to say what she ends up saying in the next scene right. when they, he finally is like, I left because you were an asshole, asshole. about me. And yeah. she's like, I'm very famous. A random extra on set was like, your private life, my business. And I said, no. no.
0: So that leads us, he leaves mm-hmm. and he goes back to his shop. And then she turns up at his shop. And I don't know if anybody else is gay and recalls Miss Honey's outfit from Matilda. Um, That is what Julia Roberts shows up in. I don't know who costumed her. They should feel a little bad. It's weird. The whole time, you can't tell if she... She's wearing Vans in 1999, so Correct. is she a skater? Is she, is she... Diane Keaton? Is she a schoolteacher? Well... Is she famous? Like, it doesn't make it's because any sense. because she's
1: basically playing Julia Roberts in an alternate universe, but they're like, she's not quite Julia Roberts, so we're gonna change a few things, but we're not actually giving her enough of a character because... Most of her charm is riding on her being Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts to all of the viewers. Right. So they just make random choices with her career, with her wardrobe. Mm-hmm. They mostly are just like, you get it. Get in there. Get also, in there. I do want to mention, we have abandoned the plot summary. And I do <gasps> just want to totally get have. back to it. We've been doing a very good Oh my, God, we, oh good my job. gosh.
0: Super sorry. Well, I actually... The reason we've been doing a good job is because I also <laughs> know the plot. Because the last time, I couldn't tell you what happened in the fucking movie. <laughs> oh and I've seen this once. so. Is it? It is a fortifying
1: fact. About, it is a it is a character-enhancing fact about yeah. you that you could not conjure up a single Thank fact you. about the ugly truth. You're welcome. I, on the other hand, have that film memorized. Sure. I'm going to return to the plot summary and just read the last sentence of the second-to-last paragraph, which is essentially where we're at, where the plot summary. You're welcome. We <laughs> shaved off Sorry a lot of time. about it. God damn it. All right. The next day, Anna comes to the bookshop with a wrapped gift and asks if she can see him again. He tells her what he overheard at the movie set. She explains she didn't want to discuss her private life with an indiscreet co-star. He accepts this explanation, but rejects her out of fear of being hurt again. And that's super fair. The way that he handles it is, like, very reasonable. And I've stopped reading the plot, but I'm going to just blow through the last paragraph because shit. All right. Will meets his friends and sister in a restaurant with the open gift, Chagall's original La Mariée, The Bride. They act supportively, half-heartedly backing his decision. Spike, however, declares Will a, quote, daft prick, and Will realizes his mistake. They race across London to Anna's hotel, where they learn that she is checked out and is holding a press conference at the Savoy Hotel. Will arrives to hear Anna's publicist tell the crowd that Anna will be taking a year off and will be leaving the UK that night. Some reporters discuss Thacker, the guy Anna had been photographed with on her last trip. Anna says they're just friends. Will, again pretending to be a reporter, asks Anna if she'd consider being more than friends with this Thacker if he admitted to being a quote, daft prick, and begged her forgiveness. She says she would. After exchanging a few glances with Will, Anna announces she will be staying in Britain indefinitely, and the press is abuzz, realizing that Will is actually Anna's love interest. The final scenes show Will and Anna marrying, attending a Hollywood red carpet event, and spending quiet time in the park they visited on their first date.
0: Anna is now pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. So that is the end of the movie. End of the movie. Um, and so, taking it back to her showing up at his bookshop, she looks like Miss Honey. It's very cute.
1: Cute, but like... Totally, what? Yeah, totally. Are they doing? Why?
0: Why are they trying to make her sweet now? She could just sweet and chaste. Yeah, weird. What's happening? Weird. She has a bad line where she's like, "Everything is nonsense. Like everything isn't nonsense, mm. but nonsense. This all is Which nonsense. Is,
1: it all is. It's
0: it's a horrible line. What? And, the, and you what? like get popped out of the script or like popped out of the movie, and you're like. Who? Why? Ooh, and then you get drawn who, well, back It's
1: in, because the screenwriter is British and that's a British thing to say, but she's, she's American. Yeah. So he made her say a British thing and she was like, oh, This doesn't okay. come out of my I'm not Elvis normally. fucking Dumbledore. I cannot pull this off. I can't
0: do this. Super sorry. So she says a weird line that probably sounds better in English English yes. rather than American English. So she goes up to Hugh Grant mm. and she starts kind of a speech of like, hey, I'm super into you, and it is, if you don't know this movie, it is the classic, I'm just a girl, standing in front of a boy, asking asking him him to to love her. Yeah. Which I didn't know was from this movie. movie. I had no idea. And it, the reason why it's famous, Mm -hmm. the reason why it has stood the test of time, is because it doesn't sound weird. You know? Like, Mm. in the way that nonsense it all is sounds really fucking bad coming out of her mouth. I'm just a girl, that pitch is so wonderful Mm -hmm. and humanizes Julia Roberts' character in a way that she has not gotten before in the movie. Right,
1: and it's a callback definitely to the brownie scene where she's like, I'm not allowed to be a real person. Mm -hmm. My whole job is contingent on nobody caring who I actually am. Absolutely. And so the scene is her being like, I'd like to, I'd like to date. I'm in love with you. And him being like, I own a bookstore. You're famous lady. You're famous and you've
0: heard me like, two to three times. Oh, devastatingly Definitely hurt me. In a way, because you're so famous. Yeah. Like, he says, you've hurt me really badly, and the way that I can fade away for you, because I'm just a person, you are on the back of straight up every bus in this movie. Your you're face f- is plastered on the wall Everywhere. Of I would like... never, ever be able to get away from you if I really gave myself to you and it didn't work out. And she says that's true she says and, that's a good choice yeah that's
1: a good choice and like i'm very famous but i'm also just a girl standing in front of right. a boy and that's what that's from and mm-hmm. he's like yikes on
0: bikes no and so yeah. he leaves to meet his buddies and, and just gets support from them in a real way where he's like i turned this person down please tell me i made a good choice and, and they're, they're all like <sighs> they're all they're all supporting him but in a very like Yeah. Yes. You made a good choice. She. She's did not like
1: broccoli. Yeah. Bad for her.
0: (laughs) But then Hugh Bonneville, Lord Grantham, this stockbroker friend, says maybe my favorite line in the whole movie, which is just yeah, but it's nice when anybody wants to hang out with you, isn't it? (laughs) Which is just like so unbelievably true. The way that romance sometimes is just being like sure. We could, like, hang out for a little bit. Whatever. And we could kick it. Yeah, you we know? could just, we could just, I mean, let's get a drink. It's just such an unbelievably subtle line of, but it, it's nice when somebody wants to spend time with you, and you're already in love with her, mm-hmm. so why would you say no? Like, it's, it's unbelievable. The line is unbelievable. I love it a lot. And then Spike comes in, and he's and
1: like, you stupid motherfucker. You stupid
0: yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> I swear
1: <laughs> to God. Yeah. And then Hugh That's Grant goes, Channing Tatum, get in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just fucking. Ha. And then Hugh Grant explodes and is like, I need to find her right now. And then they all rush out. And then there's a very lovely moment where they're all piling into the car. And the wife who uses a wheelchair. It's like, oh, I'll just stay behind. It's all good. And the husband goes, "Fuck that!" Actually, <laughs> everybody squish over, yeah. and they throw her wheelchair in the back. And then she's in the in the car with everybody else. And Spike is in the trunk, but yes, it's chill. But it's very good, and it's just hijinks ensue. They go down to basically what Olivia said is the Loop of London. It yeah. is where everything happens, where traffic is always bad, and where. It's just the center of the city where nobody actually lives. The
1: center of the city that is also a cultureless void, but is in every movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably because it's so easy to block off, like... Streets, because nobody lives exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you can't go to the Starbucks on that corner for the next 18 hours. Boohoo, Reroute. Yeah. And it is. It's right next to... Oh, the way that I will not remember Piccadilly. the name of the park. Not... Good for you. Almost. That's in London also.
0: Not there though. I said the one thing I know <laughs> that's in London. And I don't even know what it is. So I studied abroad in Europe and got no better for it. Anyway, <laughs> Anyways but at least you didn't get worse for it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um so they de- they run to her press conference. No. No. They run to her hotel. You're right. And they go the front desk man says, hello, <laughs> she's checked out an hour ago, but she's holding a press conference here, you could go there, she's probably still having it. Mm. So, they go to the press conference at the Savoy, and this is like the big scene, this is the Jerry Maguire chase scene. Do we have that on the list? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Um, Ditto. No idea. No idea. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe us someday, but Maybe not right later. now. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're at the press conference, and... Julia Roberts is answering questions about about her movie and about the break that she's taking. So she has somebody ask her, how long are you staying in London? And she says, I'm leaving tonight. Thank you so much. There are other people who are asking her about her personal attachments with her old boyfriend, her American boyfriend, and she says that's over. She won't be making any more films. And then... Somebody asks her about Hugh Grant or Will and asks if that's something more serious. And she says, no, we're just friends. At least I hope so. And then Hugh Grant raises his hand to ask a question and he says, what is... Well, it's just like, hey, so if, uh, hypothetically,
1: that dumb son of a bitch Mm -hmm. were to acknowledge his dumb son of a bitchness, would you consider giving him another chance? And she's like... I would do that. And so then she leans over to her publicist Mm -hmm. and whispers something. And the publicist says to one of the first reporters, hey, ask your question about how long she's staying again. And the reporter is like, how long are you staying in London? And she says, indefinitely.
0: Which is... So good! It's, it's great. It's so good. It's great. It's so good. She's smiling. He's smiling. And then all of the reporters realize Hugh Grant is the love interest, yeah. and they all turn to him it's and start just a taking sweet photos. Moment. And then some horrible song starts to play. A and horrible we cut song. To, is it fucking she again? again? it's Probably because she, she again.
1: Elvis Costello, she bookends the film it's for no for discernible reason. reason. It is. It is shocking when it starts were to play. Were there dead ass? I know I'm having, I have a hard time with eras and timelines, were there four songs in 1999? <laughs> were there straight up four pop songs? Four songs of any genre? Yeah. What in fucking What the name? fuck Who, is why? happening?
0: And why? And this goes over, to be honest, kind of a shitty montage yeah. of Hugh Grant in the back of a limo going to like the premiere of something with Julia Roberts and then them at their wedding and her wearing horrible. She's wearing like 2000s. a white camp,
1: like a tent cover as a shawl. It is so
0: bad. It, it's For no good. Really reason. bad. There's that, and then the last, the final scene is them on that park bench from
1: the from scene from Notting the, Hill. Yeah. They are
0: in the private garden. They are on top of a hill. She has a little belly. He is because not because she got she a got thick. fat. Um, <laughs> no,
1: she's pregnant. She's
0: pregnant. He's reading a book. It's very sweet. And then the same drone kind of pulls away from mm-hmm. that scene while she is still playing. So we really could have done without the movie, the movie actress, like the red carpet scene. Right. We could have done without the marriage. Yeah. We could do without her pregnant belly. I like the pregnant belly a I was just a gonna say, bit. I
1: like the pregnancy if it's the only thing. Right. If it's just like, wow, boop, maybe you have a future, who knows, press conference exciting, and then they cut to... We don't
0: quite know how long in the future it is, but she's pregnant like, and he's reading just, a like, book walk and they're up like the hill yes. and then like focus on them for like 2 to 3 seconds and then like fade away. So so sweet. sweet. It's just
1: like they do have a future. Here's evidence of that and it is just indefinite. It just is. Yeah. It's wonderful. He's reading a book, she's got her little head in his lap and they're just vibing mm-hmm. and I just I never need the like wrap up, make sure it's legit wedding scene no. in any rom-com. No. If, if it's not a movie about a wedding, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But, of the things to complain about in a film, I mm-hmm. am
0: pulling at straws because this was a wonderful it movie. It was wonderful. Also, like, the way that, oh, they just get together despite of all their problems doesn't happen because their lives can be shifted. Yes. Like, there aren't... The thing is, there aren't real problems. The, the scary thing is vulnerability. Yeah. Like, that, that is the problem, which to be honest, is most of the problems in relationships right, uh, is yes. just about the vulnerability. It's not like, do I have to move to Antarctica to be with you? Right, it's like, no, I'm scary because like, maybe you'll think my mom is weird and I don't know what to do yes, with that. And that's so much more realistic because
1: just the way that like most of us don't need to like contemplate sawing off our arms to be with the one that we love (laughs) like it's not (laughs)
0: fucking it's not fucking saw three where i have to pop my eyeball out to get the key to your house i just want to
1: fuck oh my god and maybe you'll think i'm too needy or i'm too distant or maybe my friends are too loud and like it's just great it's
0: just really good to me I don't know, like, my rankings get weird because rankings with movies are strange. Rankings but, like, are
1: subjective It regardless. is. It
0: is truly an A-plus movie for me. I love this rom-com. I love all the side characters. I love the plot. I love the gimmicks. I love the wrap-up. I love the reasons why they're brought together and taken apart. I love this movie. It's a wonderful movie. I think...
1: I think I give it a high A, mm-hmm. mm, just because it doesn't have to be. I was no, I think I do give it. And you a don't mind, high high a. A. to just tell me.
0: But... <laughs> I really did
1: love it. I have reservations about an A plus for no reason that I well, can articulate. Because,
0: well, because Julia Roberts' character is just Julia Roberts. I think that the fallback Julia. on that is very real, but but it still works. Yes, in it an absolutely way. works.
1: It works wonderfully. It was beautifully cast. Wonderfully written, I, I pathetically scored. Absolutely horrible. But won an award
0: for the won an award score. won the
1: Brit Award, which I had not heard Bad. of. I don't know if that's because it's not an important award or because I'm I don't live there. in England, right? Yeah. But absolutely an A. I mm-hmm. love this movie. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that we watched it together. I'm yeah. so grateful that we get to talk about it. I'm so grateful to you guys for listening to us talk about
0: absolutely. it. Absolutely. Out of everything we've done, an episode on mm. before. This is absolutely the best one. And, in general, like out of the rom-com context, is just a good movie.
1: Yeah, a great movie. It's wonderful. It happens to be a funny movie about two people who fall in love, but is also just a solid solid piece of storytelling that is wonderfully acted. Mm -hmm. So, if you haven't already seen this movie from straight up 30 years ago,
0: 20 20 years years ago,
1: I'm... Are gonna... you 30? <laughs> Are you 35? Tell me about it. I'm just gonna. Please. I'm going to stew here in my inability to do basic fucking yeah. math. And I'm going to wish you a pleasant week. Yes. Holy shit. Um
0: we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. And bye-bye. <laughs>